Thanks again for tuning in with uh, Tease Me with the Parlay. As always, this is Xander, uh, letting all our new listeners know that uh, we know that two and a half hours is a long time for a podcast. So look in the description and see a breakdown timestamp of every single game that we cover. And so you can skip ahead to either whichever game you want to see or best bets parlays towards the end of the pod. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Love you all. Action. Action. What's up, everybody? Welcome to week 10. College football. Tease me with the Parlay podcast. I'm Alex. I'm here with Xander, and I'm here with Nate. Hey, fellas. Hey, yo. What's up? Hello. How are we doing? Good to, good to be <laughs> back. Have uh, Have you guys yet looked at the slate, and then you're just like, week 10? It's just like, it's kind of flying by. I don't know how to explain that. It seems like we have tons of NFL left, but it's like, you just got to cherish these moments. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree with you there. Um, yeah, it's wild. I I am in full agreement. It's very crazy. What are we um, sipping on tonight, gentlemen? I'm drinking Coors Light. Okay. What, what, what did I grab from your cooler? A little Topo Chico. Topo Chico. Tropical Mango. I've got the East Nashville Brew Works Drink Moss Mexican Lager. And it looks like a little Taco Bell logo there as a beer. Drink Moss. Pretty cool name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, friendly reminder. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter if you haven't checked us out. At AxePix. AX picks and our TikTok. Uh, Nate and Xander have been posting on that uh, fairly regularly, and Nate's been killing it on the TikTok. Uh, our TikTok is AxePicks1. So feel free to give us a feel free to give us a follow or check us out there. Yeah, guys, my weekend was um, it was nice. I was in Chicago. I visited my family. Um, got to watch a decent amount of college football while I was there. Uh, we went up to Green Bay. My wife and I went up to Green Bay on Sunday morning. We woke up at 4 a.m., hit the road by 5. We were parked there by 8.45 in the morning. Uh, I was slamming New Glarus beers and taking pulls of rum chata because the uh, gas station employee was like, hey, I got a full bottle of rum chata. I've been trying to give away for 8 bucks. Do you want it? And I'm like, no, I'm good. And then I'm like looking at it, and I'm like, all right. Sure, I'll take it. He's like, Yeah, that's my guy. It's a good thing to take to a tailgate. So, was it spoiled? No, at least I don't think it was. Tasted great. So, so you had some uh, spotted cow? I did. Excellent beer. I forget what the IPA was, too. I went to a wedding. Uh, Man on the Moon, is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah, that one's pretty solid, too. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a good weekend. Uh, obviously, as a Packers fan, just another disgusting game by them. But this is a college football podcast. But overall, my weekend was good. I don't know if you all, you fellas have anything to share about uh, about your weekend. Yeah, not really. Uh, just stayed here. Another visitor in town. So, again, went out all three nights and watched Ohio State. <laughs> Halloween party. Oh, that's right. Halloween party. You had Oh, yeah, went to that. Uh, and then... Once again, just watched Ohio State put on a defensive clinic and just put the clamps down to be the official number one team in the country for the first college football rankings. Yeah, I love how they did that just to like 
So when they lose to Michigan, it's just like, hey, they were like one. Like, should we keep them at four? It's just going to be hilarious when that happens. Yeah, congratulations to you, Xander, on currently having the number one team in the nation. That's got to be a pretty pretty cool feeling. Um, uh, damn it. And, yeah, with that game in particular, man, that game, that game went just about exactly how I thought it was going to go, um, but I didn't end up betting it in any capacity. Um, but, hey. That's how it goes sometimes. I, uh, um, I was gonna say I saw so I saw this on Twitter, but someone tweeted out like the odds to win the national championship. It's like your actual top four made me laugh. Yeah, well, the fact that JJ McCarthy is uh, number two in the Heisman ranking is, I mean, so disgusting. They might as well start putting Mac players up there. Like wow, the Quan Thin should be up there Nate. from the schedule that they had. It's, Nate Davis. It's Nate Davis. Hey, ben Roethlisberger made the trip, I believe. Nate Davis also did. I've already uh, said this, though. If they if Jordan they can run at it, I think Bo yep. Nix legitimately could win it. Well, I will say um, I didn't mention this on the pod, so I apologize. But as soon as Ohio State uh, beats Penn State, I went in and I bet Marvin Harrison 30-1. to 1 to win the Heisman and he's up to 10 to one right now. So clearly he is, he is what is making the Ohio state offense go. And then it was announced yesterday, Mayan Williams. I know this is an Ohio state podcast, but uh, their backup running back who also got a lot of uh, carries at the goal line is out for the season with a, uh, he went under uh, for successful surgery. So I'm liking that Marvin Harrison future at 30 to one more and more is just why I wanted to say that. Yeah. I had Bo Nix before the season, so I guess it has a chance. Solid right. chance. Um, I would say if like if Ohio State beats Michigan and then he goes off in the Big Ten game too, like with all eyeballs on him, I think that's a really good chance too. So I don't even think the Big Ten championship would matter. I think if Ohio State beats Michigan and he has, you know, 150 yards or just like you know a, a really good game, you know, eight plus catches. I know, but you know how tough it is. Like. Uh, yeah, but with Devontae Smith just winning not too long ago, it kind of eased up the tensions a little bit on giving it to someone else that isn't a quarterback. Yeah. Um, uh, recapping last week, uh, looks like our teaser uh, went to shit. We went two and four on our teaser picks, so that never that never stood a chance. No. Florida, Florida looked good starting out for the uh, fill-me-up parlay, and boy, oh, boy, did that turn sideways very quickly. Yeah, yeah, my leg was Florida on that. How, I don't know. How did your guys' guys' picks do on the fill-me-up parlay? <laughs> uh, Michigan State looked pathetic again. Just uh, Like I said, I don't think any of us really liked any of our picks. It was just like, here's a dog that could win maybe. but <laughs> I, will, I will say their, uh, their backup quarterback has some spunk, Michigan State. I, uh, oh, yeah. I uh, – I put together a five-leg, free five-dollar bet parlay. You know, as sometimes you do for fun, and um, all four of my legs hit, and it came down to having the under in the Minnesota versus Michigan State game. And there were so many unnecessary. I had that under too in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And for for those who did not watch the game, um, Minnesota needed. Minnesota needed to make a stop. It was 27 to 12 and Michigan state, this damn backup quarterback kept making plays and he threw one 
right at about the three yard line um, when they were driving down the field and it got intercepted. That cashed my parlay, won 200 bucks off a $5 free bet. So that was pretty sweet. That was huge. Yeah, the whole, that was all the way from like the 10 yard line. They were just like, I think, I, what's his name? Like Levitt or something. I can't remember what he was, but what his name was, but he was just running the ball, throwing dimes. And then, yeah, at the end, I was just like, is this really about to happen? Me too. He kind of reminds me of like a college, like Taylor Heineke or something. Um, yeah. Last week, uh, Nate, you went, uh, you went six and six on the week, according to the stats here, forty-seven percent on the year. Um, your lock, I believe, that hit. Is that correct? No, did not. Mm-hmm. Did not hit. So you, that brings your record to four and three for your locks. Any uh, any quick comments on your on your week last week? No, I'm, I I think first of all the so New Mexico is my lock. And that was just, I think I looked at it already. It was like five turnovers. They outgained them. Everything you could do. They were down like 25 to, or 24-0 at a half. Stormed all the way back to lose by 10. But what are you going to do? Things happen. That's what's, that's the problem is when you take a team that's like, you're not going to watch the game. It's kind of tough to, you know, and you're at a Halloween party, maybe potentially doing keg stands. Like, you know, stuff like this happens. Um, tough to say. Uh, but yeah, no, good week. Um, everything, once again, Early slates went well. Um, that UCF and I, I'm just going to ride West Virginia overs uh, like crazy. Um, I know we haven't got to the Hall fade yet, but I think I'm going to stop. I'm fading. I'm done fading Louisville. Like I, I'm just done trying to go against them. That's just my take on that one as well. Because every time I try to go against Louisville, because I think they're not that great of a team, they just keep like making me eat my words because they keep getting chunk play after chunk play after chunk play. And yeah, so. Well, they're a wagon at home, that's for sure. Um, I went three and four last week with my picks. Uh, brings my season record to 42, 27, and one, 62%. My lock lost. I w- I'm now six and three on the year with my locks. Maryland minus 13 and a half was my lock. That was just a terrible pick on my end. Um, Florida plus 14 and a half. That was a loss. Baylor money line against um, Iowa State. That's a loss. Marshall minus three and a half against the fat white quarterback of whoever they played coastal uh that was a loss south carolina (laughs) south carolina plus 16 and a half against a&m got there nebraska money line against purdue got there auburn minus six and a half against uh mississippi state got there so that was that was the quick recap of my picks and then xander I got you down at six and nine on the week. However, one and zero on your lock. You're at fifty-eight percent on the season, ninety-one sixty-five and two, and you're eight and one on the season uh, with your locks. Any any quick comments on your week on your week last week? Yeah, the lock landscape has changed dramatically in the last three weeks. Mayor on a bit of a skid, and I can't miss a beat. Uh, knock on wood. Uh, a few games. That stick out was, uh, boy, completely wrong about Oklahoma. Kansas, they're they're good. They got a good defense at home. Uh, you know, they might be building a, a decent program. I was completely wrong about Ohio. A pitiful pick. I can't even say they should have won that game because they were so bad at every facet. Uh, and pretty much, uh, what was my lock? It was... Oh, it was Western, Western Michigan. Michigan. Western Michigan minus three, and that was a rocking chair from the get-go. Eastern is so, so bad. 
look for us to fade them pretty much till the end of the season um, because they play Toledo and that'll be a shit show. But yeah, I, I'm asking you guys, what should I do? Because I'm I'm going to push the card this week. I'm nine wins away from 100 wins, cashing 100 college football solo wins on the season. What should I do for the century mark when I cross it? Uh, shotgun, two beers in a row, and then take a double shot. Oh, my God. I thought it was supposed to be a celebration, not a punishment. Nate, you're muted. <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking Malort. What, no, what do you guys God. think? <laughs> Should be the a, cele- a celebration here. Um, I want you to record the next pod from a Chuck E. Cheese tunnel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe I'll go to maybe I'll go to IHOP and ask him to make me one pancake that's shaped as a one and just give me two regular pancakes, and I'll uh, I'll Ooh. record from an IHOP with with my hundred pancake celebration. <laughs> Sid- Sydney, do you want to be on camera? Obviously, our worst work yet is a pod, but. Uh, I mean, we kind of said it though. It was, it was a very wonky week. We covered less big games. I don't know. The whole slate just looked ugly from the start. So for us to kind of, you know, Mayor, you were only one game below 500. Um, Nate, 500, and then uh, I was only three. But you should be betting uh, multiple units on our locks. So to have so many good weeks before this, you know, we were bound to have one uh, bounce or just kind of take a step back week and for it to only be this modest, I got to feel pretty good all around from the three of us. Yeah. I'm with you, brother. Um, Hall of fade additions. Um, Xander, I'll let you start on this one. Do you have any, any hall of fade additions for you uh, after week nine? Uh, Oklahoma just kind of touched on them. They're going in there for obvious reasons. I mean, Season was on the line, and you lose it to Kansas. You don't even need to cover. Just losing outright. Uh, Maryland, uh, see ya. Losing as a 14-point favorite to Northwestern, you are immediately in the Hall of Fade. How about a little reverse? Off a yeah, and that was, off a that was off a bye after losing to Illinois. Uh, how about reverse Hall of Fade, Northwestern? The Hall of Fade is fading Northwestern. So they can no longer just be faded based on, oh, it's Northwestern. I uh, got to take that out of her mind. And then the last one, uh, I'm going to go ahead and put Karl Marx in the Hall of Fade. Uh, obviously, manifestos have been big in the news recently. So I uh, just want to make sure that everyone knows that uh, the communist agenda and manifesto- manifestos are just not good things. So if anyone at any program was to write like a manifesto, and kind of, uh, I don't know, linger around the stands and just kind of uh, be very rat-like. I think uh, they belong in the Hall of Fame. Very sophisticated take by you there. Nate, how about you? Yeah, sometimes, some, some of us just wish we knew what Xander was talking about. Must just be a made-up character. Not really sure. Uh, as I already stated, I'm, I'm, I tend to fade teams throughout the year. Like I, just, like I said, more of an eye test. I just want to fade them. And there are a few teams, but I've faded Louisville just way too many times. I think I took Notre Dame at the time. You know, now we take Duke as well, which Duke's backup quarterback was hurt. So their only chance was to play Riley Leonard. And he obviously didn't look very well as well. So I'm just done fading Louisville. And I I have to put Duke on there as well. Duke is just my no playlist right now. Um, and I'm actually happy to just kind of put Clemson in there as well. 
no matter whether I'm on the right side or the wrong side of a Clemson game, it is very frustrating to watch, and I just don't want to do it anymore. It's understandable. It kind of started from the get-go when they opened the season against Duke, and you're like, what is going on? Yeah, all I wrote down on my is uh, Maryland, as Xander already mentioned, and um, I wrote down fading the four-team college football playoff format for this season. Um, I really wish we had expanded playoffs, especially this season. I need to see all the top four teams in the playoffs. I need to see Washington in the playoff. I need to see Oregon. I need to see Oklahoma, Texas. I want to see these teams be in the playoff and have a chance to compete for the championship without being without mm-hmm. being limited to four, to four top spots. Specifically, I'm feeling that more this year than I have in past years. So I wrote that down. Yeah, next season is going to be unreal. We're going to be so giddy gearing up for the 12 team playoff it's there's going to be some real sourpusses complaining about reversing it and then some wackos com- complaining about get it to 16 it's like no college football 12 will be perfect it'll it's going to be so great well that uh, now this gives the group of five and like that 12th spot like i mean it's almost like a secondary story to like making it if that makes sense all right so moving into our next segment, um, last week we did the uh, the Halloween uh, candy draft, and uh, this week uh, we're going to be doing college football mascot draft. That is what we decided on. We felt like we were going to take a break from the fall themed stuff, maybe just a maybe just a one week pause. We'll see. College football mascots this week. Yeah. Um, so breaking down last week, we had our biggest turnout yet over like 30 votes and there was a tie for first and only one vote separating third so i was third nate and mayor tied for first oh however mayor wins the tiebreaker because nate voted for himself and mayor did not vote for himself so so you gotta wonder is that just uh is that just his fault or no i mean Three-time world champion, Alex Mayer, continues to dominate the snake drafts. I'm starting to think he just logs into people's phones and votes. <laughs> uh, I will say his wife did vote for me, so I don't think there's any collusion I, on that. Oh, oh. That's what I was just going to say, Xander. He beat me to it. I was with her when she voted. I'm like, what? <laughs> he, voted for, he voted for Burns? And she's like, yeah, his was the best. Oh, you didn't... Uh... You didn't tell her which one was whose, though. No, it says on the graph. Uh, yeah. Oh, it does. See, I feel yeah. like that should be anonymous. See, but, I was going to bring that up this week. Should I just start making it team one, two, and three? Well, can you do it when you vote? It then showcases the name, or can no. I not do that? Okay. No. But we will say with you, Nate. She just said, "Who picks Nestle Crunch?" Yeah. So. So I had so I had my brother over for both my brothers over for football Sunday, and I opened the drawer and I'm or my cabinet and I was just like, "Hey, you want any candy?" And he was just like, "No, no, I'm good." And I was like, "You sure?" Like, look what everything I had. He goes, "Holy shit, you have crunch!" And he eats crunch. I was just like, I was like, "Man, do I have a story to tell you?" <laughs> yeah, that I will say I did pick up the. Uh the Mr. Beast Feastables to pass out to the kids, try and be the cool house. And they have a their own style of crunch 
Nestle or their crunch. Uh, it brings me back. It's better than Nestle crunch. So I might actually like that style of candy bar. That will make you the cool house. That's yeah. a very cool thing for you to do. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. So the the order this week, wow, Nate takes the order with a 500 record. So hey, you get first, mean, first pick coming back on the, on the team here. First pick, where you want to pick first? Uh, I'm going to take the wraparound. I'll go three. Oh. And then, Mayor, you were three and four. So technically, you had the higher losing percentage than me, six and nine. So you get to pick first or second. Okay. Thank God. I didn't want to pick first. <laughs> I'll pick second. All right. Lead us off. Okay. Um, with my first pick, I'm going to go with a, uh, a college football staple that I'm sure will give so, get some love and also quite a bit of hate. Um, I'm going to go with Brutus the Buckeye with my first overall pick. Oh, man. <laughs> what a rat bastard you are. <laughs> oh, man. You okay? You okay? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, clear 1-1. One, one. I mean, the GOAT. He's the best to ever do it. I will, I'll let you take it from here, but you're just an asshole. Yeah. To take. <laughs> yeah. Not much more to say. Uh, Brutus is a very recognizable mascot in my opinion, if you're a sports fan. And um, I just feel like he's a nice guy that also brings a good amount of energy to that program. So I'm going to go with Brutus with my first pick. That's it. All right. Let's see. Let's hear Nate about how much he hates this guy. No, I, I, Top five, but not my not my number one. Probably not my number two or three. But I'll I'll give you top five here. Well, let's say are we starting to uncover Mayor might be an Ohio State fan? He is this year. <laughs> and if he doesn't take him against Michigan, then I don't know what you know, this is all for show. <laughs> He's just pulling the, the longest elaborate prank to just pull the chair right out from underneath me in the final game. <laughs> that, that would, would be, be funny. That would be maniacal. <laughs> evil, evil. All right. Well, man, guess we got to go to number two. Man, this guy is hysterical. He's known as Big Red, and it's not in Lincoln. It's the Western Kentucky Hilltopper. Whatever the fuck that thing is, <laughs> that thing is one of the most recognizable mascots in the entire country. Got to go with him for my number one pick. Yeah, what do they say? People in Kentucky like bang their cousins or something like that. That's kind of looked like that. That looks like Big Red. <laughs> so you're <laughs> saying that's a byproduct of incest? Yeah, it's like the blue people in the mountains. They tell you not to touch. <laughs> oh my Even though he's red. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, dude, taking a dark turn. Oh, no, no, no slander. Uh, the Patriots really haven't done well with Bailey Zappi, but I do love my Western Kentucky. Yeah. Hey, they're an over machine. Uh, but overall, thoughts, was this big eye on y'all's big boards or just a novelty, more of a novelty pick? In my opinion, it's more of a novelty pick, but oh. Nate is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that analysis is just, wow. Uh, no, Big Red, I would say it's definitely the funniest. Um, definitely more <laughs> novelty. It should... I'll tell you this, it shouldn't have gone the draft undrafted. So I, I do think at some point it should have been drafted. And whether it's going to be me or you, because it sounds like Mayor would have never sniffed this. Um, <laughs> Correct. 
but but yeah that being said th this is definitely within the board but probably probably reached up a little bit too early but you were guess, uh, flustered after the buckeye yeah big time i guess we're gonna see uh each person's draft because there's we didn't really set any parameters we just said college football mascots so you're gonna draft by prestige how it looks like the actual mascot how a mascot looks the team that'll be interesting for sure well, let's go with the real one. One probably the most recognizable on every commercial. I'm going Sparty. I mean, oh my god, it's just the most popular uh, mascot. It's like the number one. Like I think when the last college football game that was made, I'm pretty sure the like when you select the mascot game, it is started on Michigan State Spartan. It's like Spartan and the Stanford Tree. Those are the two teams. Not trying to give away picks here. But no. it's just the most recognizable one. He's been on ESPN commercials every time there. You know, they'll do that little, like, college basketball game day. Sparty's always there. Not saying the team's great. This, 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 that's not the argument. That's not what we're drafting here. We, we're right. drafting mascots. So I am going to take Sparty. And Sparty and, and, and Brutus, I would say, are pretty equal as far as maybe recognizable. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Sparty. I think that's a good mascot. Some of these random teams out here have mascots that don't even look like their actual logo. So I'm just going to go with Sparty. Shocking. Totally yeah. shocking. Great pick, man. Great pick. Uh, I mean, th I think we got a dime a dozen here. I mean, there's multiple, like, overly buff white mascots with just different helmets on across the country. So, it oh. Jesus. We're going to have to bleep you out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I just think uh, I think you, you picked with your heart. You didn't pick with, uh, you know, overall national brain there. Yeah, and I've always thought, of, and the biggest thing between Sparty and, and Brutus is no one really knows what a Buckeye is. You know, could, could a Spartan take a Buckeye? You know, could it take a nut? Could could Sparty nut? Yeah, he could. Yeah, I, I do believe Sparty could take a nut, yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's what we're here for. All right, so I'm here to win the draft, though, because then the next one, Probably the actual most recognizable mascot, um, college game day. Or I'm not sure. I think he was at Washington when they were there. But I'm just going to take the Oregon Duck. I think that is a staple as far as ESPN commercials as well. When he like the Oregon Duck sitting in his uh, in his work chair and he looks out the window at the ducks in the pond, just wishes he was there. Uh, was such a great commercial. I'm taking the Oregon Duck. I just won the draft with those two picks. We can stop it here. Some would say a bit of a showboat. Guys, just always, yeah. looking, always looking at me, me, me. Hey, he he doesn't play a snap on the field. This guy's always trying to get the attention with the push-ups and all the all the commercials. I, I don't know. I think a glamour pick, in my opinion. Well, you know what they say about Oregon. Um, nothing. I don't know much. <laughs> I don't know what to say. What the best team in the country? Yeah, they do say that. <laughs> they don't say much they, about uh, Oregon. Besides their mascots, I guess. Yeah, look, you know, I'm at a loss for words, clearly. Uh, just another great pick here by Nate. Oh, okay. Wait, so, Mayor, are three of your four uh, from your big board gone already? Uh, I just kind of came into this thing, you know. As he always does. Smoking a doobie. Uh, <laughs> not really sure what I'm doing, so... All right, Oregon Duck. I believe it's uh, either first or second 
headgear. I believe Brutus is number one headgear, like most times picked by Lee, and I think the duck might be second. Hmm. All right. Well, since Nate completely ruined everything, not by his picks, but spoiled my pick, I have to go with the uh, most well-designed mascot. Uh, I'm going with the Stanford tree. <laughs> it is, uh, man, it's iconic. Uh, the band is on the field. Stanford tree is running everywhere. The Cal uh, Stanford game. And uh, I don't think there's much more you could say. Like a glorious, glorious mascot. It's definitely the most confusing one. They're the Stanford Cardinals, and then the, it's like a tree. So, so where do Cardinals I don't know. Live? I don't know. I went to uh, I went to Indiana State, and we were a tree as well. We were sycamores, so I can't really be talking too much shit about trees. But I will say, like I said, this is like this. This is the game where you know maybe it'll. Hopefully, they have it in the new college football when they bring it out again. But this is the classic. This is the number one mascot. You see a tree. You press like circle, and he does like a full on spin like a tree. I yep. can't even believe it. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely going for the funniest mascot, Sander, <laughs> and you're you're absolutely two for two. Uh, I think you'll endear yourself to uh, to the general public with some of the images that you put out of these mascots. So I just think that uh, the draft board's so deep that some of the strong, strong selections I have, you guys won't even sniff them in the later rounds. So I wanted to get these two characters out of the way, make sure there was no funny business by either of you. Understood. Um, with uh, with my second selection, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Ugga, the uh, Georgia Bulldogs mascot. How can you how can you dislike a dog? So, unless you like ugly dogs, which in that case you're a gambler. <laughs> Pause. Um, <laughs> I mean, ugly dogs is Ugga. <laughs> it's true. Oh, no. oh, you said it. Oh no. <laughs> I, I love you, Uga. I hope you know that you're taking, you are getting the felt mascot. You're not getting the live dog. Oh, I think you should get the live dog. Yeah, I'm getting the live dog. No way. Yeah, I would say the it's spirit of the draft. There's a lot of schools here that have live animals, so I'm okay with the live dog. He has a oh little own house. God. I mean, I would have taken two live animals first and second if I knew that live animals were in play. Yes, I would say live animals were in play, and I still would have taken who I'd taken as far as mascots. All right. I guess Mayor can have a bulldog. Just a, he's ugly. I told you free, that. He's free to live in any American household in the country. That felt thing is just sitting in Athens, Georgia, a one of one. I'm under protest. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you have to create your own rules, and that's what I did here. Well, just know. Yeah, that I'm sorry. Maybe that's something we should have clarified. Just know that there's official one veto on here, so I know it'll pass. Uh, you'll get to keep him, but just know I'm vetoing. Xander is vetoing me adopting a dog. <laughs> just so we're clear. Um, with my third selection, I'm going to go with Pistol Pete out of Oklahoma State. It's just a solid third round pick. It's like getting a, it's getting, it's like getting a really solid left guard in the draft with, with your third round selection. You know, um, in honor of what is this like the last bedlam, which is a game we'll probably touch on. So, in honor of that, I don't mind it. I love the 
fans doing this, whatever they want to call it. Um, yeah. I have no problem with this pick. Some would say uh, copyright infringement. It's a clear Yosemite Sam steal. Uh, I think they took his guns away. He just walks around with holsters. <laughs> like a couple years back, he just walked <laughs> Pistol Pete is walking around pistolless. <laughs> just in the stadium, uh, castrated. How do you know these things? I, when you just hear these obscure things, they just stick with you because it's funny. Just remember comedic stuff. Try not to dwell on the gloomy stuff. And, you know, it's it's woke culture, dude. It's 2023. You think someone's walking around with fake pistols on a college campus? I thought maybe Oklahoma would still they might. <laughs> make an exception. Yeah, they might be one of the last bastions. They're holding, they're holding ground on that. Maybe they're Nerf guns, painted black Nerf guns. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair. Uh, All hey, right, Bernsey boy. Okay. I, I can only imagine this is an animal. <laughs> it is not. Um, one of the most iconic mascots in all the land, uh, coming from one of the best stadiums in all the land. Uh, we're going to take our first interstellar draft pick. We're taking Rocky the Rocket. Polito great. Uh, has a significant other, Roxanne the Rocket. So I'll just take Rocky, but just know that there is a significant other there. And uh, happens to be the cover for this week's Maction, uh, Maction podcast. But, you know, I, I know I get a lot of homerism chat, but Outsider's perspective, this is a pretty good mascot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's about as good as Eastern Michigan trying to knock down that brick wall. Oh, um, come on. <laughs> no, this is, this is fine. Lunch. This is fine, and I'm actually hoping I see him a little bit tonight as I am on their team total over. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think this is a pretty under-the-radar good pick by you. I've never paid attention to Toledo's mascot, and now I'm looking at pictures, and – he looks pretty fucking cool with yeah. the space helmet and the uniform and the belt um, and the gloves. Uh, this guy rules. Yeah. So. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's not some half-ass just like, you know, class project. Yeah. It's a pretty good mascot. All things considered. You guys just keep having me win this draft and mayor <laughs> keeps logging onto people's phones and voting for himself. <laughs> Except his wife. That being said, uh, I'm going to take the better, cuter, cuter dog, faster dog. Probably sleeps at least an hour or less. I'm just going to take Smokey for Tennessee. I'm going to take Smokey. I love the little vest he has on too, as he's running out the little checkered boards. Such a friendly dog, nice dog. I'm going to take Smokey. Who doesn't like that? Uh, you probably didn't know he's named after the Smoky Mountains. Did you know that? No way. <laughs> What's Uga named after? His fat uh, that's, rolls. A, that's a good question. Pause. <laughs> uh, this is a total painter pick. You do not like Tennessee. Agreed. No, no I just went to a Tennessee game. I, I told you I like Tennessee. Oh, good for you. Tennessee I mean, is my SEC team, and Michigan State's my other team that I root for in basketball because the football program's bad. Wow. Man, that's just some really endearing teams you paired together there. 
even though I heard we got some good coaching lineups here. What? So we'll see what we can do, boys. <laughs> what? what the fuck does that mean? We got some coaches lined up right. trying to trying to be the uh, coach of Michigan State. No, we don't know no. yet. This is just this is behind the scenes whispers. We, I can't give all my uh, all my cards away to you, boys. Why not? <laughs> because it may or may not be Mark Stoops. Maybe you just oh, never really. know. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Let it be known this is being recorded at 4 o'clock p.m. and Nate hasn't had a single drink of alcohol. Just completely off his rocker. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Maybe I have. <laughs> All right. What's your fourth pick here? All right. So, Smokey. So, so far we got Sparty, the Duck, Oregon Duck, and Smokey. I mean, it hey, doesn't really get much better than that. Before you continue, I do like the Smokey pick. It's hard to argue with a dog. However, I do think you're pandering to the crowd. So, <laughs> I just went to a Tennessee game. I've lived here for like 20 years. Am I pandering to the crowd? Do I need a win? Maybe, but they're not going to listen to this. Your wife's just going to vote and see Smokey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. That being said, so this is my fourth pick here. There are some crazy mascots. I'm, I'm basically learning as, a, as I'm was doing my research on all of this. Um, I'm just going to go with another staple. I think. Uh, I'll go with Bevo. I'll go with Bevo from Texas. Uh, I got to do the Longhorn. First of all, what a crazy great animal! It's like the number one like photographer animal too, as well. I'm just gonna go Bevo. Um, really nice. He's not gonna kill you, you know, like some of these other animals that you know it was just you against them. Bevo uh, doesn't want to hurt anyone. He simply just wants to walk out there and see his Longhorns win a win a game. Really thought this would get to me. Once we said live animals, we're good to go. Bevo, my opinion, is the 1-1 one, one line. That's where I thought you were going to go, to be honest. That was literally my next pick. So I've been robbed of Brutus and Bevo, and this has sent me into a horrific tailspin. Yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, I don't know, this is getting Tom Brady in the sixth round. Congrats, <laughs> Nate. I, I'm doing everything I can to where if I lose this, it's just it's Jimmy Rigg. <laughs> yeah. All right, good pick. Good Bevo pick. Can't really push back on that. All right, so I'll just continue with my obscurity then. I'm just going to commit to it, see if I can enlighten people uh, to mascots they haven't seen. I know both of you have to look this up. I got a really good chuckle when I when I looked him up. I'm going with Pater Pete out of UTEP. Pater Pete. Similar to Pistol Pete, but just a little creepier and funnier looking. <laughs> Peter, Peter, Pete. No, pay uh, dirt. All that? P pay dirt, like P A Y D I R T. Like pay dirt, you're scoring. Like he's never heard the word pay dirt in his life. I gotcha. I've never heard of pay dirt. When have I ever heard of anyone say pay dirt? Oh, he hits pay dirt. They score yeah. six points. Yeah, never heard of that. Oh, boy. This guy calls himself a gambler. I just uh, just looked him up. Good looking fella. <laughs> I, I would say so. He looks like he's Bob the Builder. Yeah, I mean, who is single and yeah, don't like, bring don't bring your girl to the UTEP game. He looks like Uncle Rico in mascot form. Oh my God, that's such a great that is a great call out there. He looks like the Cavaliers, like weird kind of uh, like black sheep brother. 
kind of sent out to the mines of Texas, like the Virginia Cavaliers mascot. Now I got to pull this up. There's just so many mascots. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> it's kind of like he, the the Virginia Cavalier has to send, you know, his brother, Peter, Pete, you know, money every once in a while. It kind of just bouncing between jobs. And we have to tip our cap. He walks around with a fucking axe pick. So a little nod to Peter Pete carrying his axe pick around. That's really cool. Um, I feel like Peter Pete would be the would be the more stable one in the family from an income standpoint. Honestly, he looks like he has a shit put together, even <laughs> though he lives even though he lives in El Paso, Texas, <laughs> which no slander. It's just, you know, not, not a lot out there. Oh, that's basically Granted. what I was, you know, he just can't, you know, he's out there making good oil money occasionally, but he can't, the, uh, the job sites run out all the time. So he's got to find a new job site. He's a that's big contract worker. Yeah, he's, exactly. Yep. So yeah. enlighten yourself on Peter Pete <laughs> up to you, mayor. Um, with my fourth pick, I'm going to go with, uh, Sparky, the, uh, Arizona sun devils, uh, mascot, um, very recognizable, a little edgy, a little controversial. <laughs> it's Arizona state for a reason, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't want gonna... to, at I what point to... do they ban the sun devil? Like when, when do they have to change their name? I'd say seven years, 2030. <laughs> I don't know. Arizona is just not to be too punny, but it's just the wild west out there. Anything goes. I will say, yeah, uh, exactly. Not to tip a pick here. I don't. I don't think it'll go. But I'd probably say top three athletic mascot out there: the Sun Devil, BYU Cougar, just because they have like they don't have the big bulky outfit, so they're doing all these flips and stuff. When you see him, Pac-12 after dark. Yeah, that's a good pick. It was on my big board for sure. Uh, not going to be what I was going to take next, but yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, I figure if I'm going to go with Uga in there, you need uh, you need to bring some raunchiness and some, <laughs> you know. Angel and devil on each shoulder. Yeah, yeah, well said. Yeah, you know, we're trying to have a, a balanced board here. I like that. Um, with my final pick, um, as a, you know, with my final pick, I'm going to go with the Demon Deacon of Wake Forest. Um, oh. He is incredibly creepy. <laughs> um, <laughs> he is incredibly creepy. Demon um, Deacon. And, uh, I honestly kind of regret my pick already, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what the we'll see what the uh, the voters think. Um, man, this guy is unbelievably <laughs> creepy. I <laughs> uh, will say one of the uh, one of the most memorable uh, Sports Center uh, commercials, where if I believe like the Demon Deacon is reading the paper in the break room. And they have a pitcher. I can't remember the pitcher's name, but it's like Stan Brett. And they walk up and they're like talking with the hand over the mouth, like they do at the pitcher's mound. 
and they're talking about a party that's going on later and the demon deacon isn't invited <laughs> and so just like sitting there in the corner all creepily like you're like you're describing just yeah that was a good i one. wish they would bring those i wish they'd bring those commercials back they were Man. they were very funny like like the like the new jersey devils mascot going up yep no nope. <laughs> just head shake too funny all right nate is it or no it's you xander yep all right so i'm just gonna round it out another one you guys are gonna have to search i'm going with the uh its name is cayenne louisiana lafayette raging cajuns mascot it is a cayenne pepper and it is electric looking it is so solid wow <laughs> yeah wow all right raging cajun like i said i have never seen this guy before looked him up he looks once again very strong he looks like he's he looks like he should be on the team he looks like he should be playing like tight end for them so i don't know if he's got any eligibility but he should be on the field uh yeah i i, I sec i second those thoughts <laughs> what is he again he's a he's a pepper cayenne pepper his name's cayenne spicy yeah, I mean, you know all that spicy gumbo down there in, in Louisiana. They got to keep everything hot. Cut that. That's <laughs> <What? laughs> A gumbo. Eat some gumbo in Louisiana. Oh man, boys! If I if I don't win this draft, something's wrong. Something's <laughs> just so. Wrong. This is a uh, this is an excellent pick here. Um, this is just <laughs> unique, fun. It's great so thanks well done i'm just glad that you just kept following your draft and you're just like screw it let's just go off the rip i'm surprised you didn't go with the fighting okra of delta state yeah not division one i did see them that was a <laughs> that's an incredible mascot uh so i don't know there's probably a lot of these where probably should be picked at the end of the day so it is tough to pick between all of these and which one I can get the honorable mention for. Uh, but I'm just going to go with, and I don't even know if I'm saying this name right, uh, but I'm going with the Florida State uh, chief mascot, guy running out in the field with the, uh, with the flame torch. The Seminole? Uh, yeah, the Seminole. It's called like Chief Ocelia. Uh, you'd have to look it up. Ocelia, Renegade. I'm not sure. But I'm going to go with the Chief here, riding out in the beautiful horse, sticking it at the 50-yard line. Fans love it. Uh, the players get a little bit hyped for it. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm here for a little bit more entertainment. It's more like a halftime show, just running out with the team. It's a very cool mascot. I just don't think uh, I just don't think he belongs at Florida State University. That's those are my two cents there. You know, Florida State is a uh, dirty, dirty program, <laughs> and uh, this mascot uh, deserves better. So hmm. I would agree with that. Like Ohio yeah. State or? Yeah, I agree with that too. No, this is a, uh, <laughs> it is an electric, a very electric entrance for sure. Just the hammer spike into midfield with a something that's on fire on an actual live horse. Uh, it's like they're going into battle. Yeah, for sure. The other live horse entrance, Boomer Sooner, is probably the most pathetic entrance. Just guys riding in on a fucking Sooner. It's like well, the when least it tips over, thing. when it tips over, that's pretty fun. That's true. I don't know. I'm in between on this pick. I can, 
I can definitely agree with Mayor, but it is an electric entrance. You guys who, uh, who did it better, Baker Mayfield or the Seminole? <laughs> mm. I'll go with the Seminole. That's her. That's her job. Don't 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 mess with someone's job. I agree with that, Mayor. You're walking on thin ice over there, buddy. Um, does anyone want to do? I was at Ohio State. You, you need rattle that. off a few here. Oh, I've got some honorable mentions. There's a good chance you don't have any of them. So, no, I'll I'll read off some of the best ones. I won't read them off all, but I'll just read off some of the best ones that I was going to take. Uh, Otto the Orange at Syracuse. Uh, yeah. He was in contention. Uh, Bucky the Badger. I'm surprised. I'm actually a little surprised he didn't go. Um, the West Virginia Mountaineer. I think he was right up there with the Chief. Is I was kind of between those two on which one I was going to go. I wanted someone that was a little bit more decked up as far as when the school was first established. Um, other than that, uh, Purdue Pete. But other than that, I think that, that was my top of my board. Oh. I did see one that says Dartmouth College Keg. I saw so that the too. Mascot's a keg. That was the lacrosse thing. It wasn't like the whole mascot thing. That was pretty funny though. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad no one picked Purdue Pete. I was ready to light into them. That guy is the biggest glass jaw, phony looking big guy to ever be created. Uh, with that being said, uh, Riptide the Pelican, Tulane, uh, Blaze the Dragon, UAB, electric mascot there. And then both the new entrants, Cocky the Gamecock, is a absolute unbelievable mascot. It is like straight out of a high school, like end of the year project that they're trotting out there. And then Sammy Bearcat from Sam Houston State looks like it belongs in Green Day. It looks like an emo bear. It's like <laughs> eyeliner. <laughs> I had a, I had a pretty. Few good laughs to myself today yeah. when I was researching mascots. Uh, and then the other two that people would know: Little Red, the inflatable Nebraska guy with the sideways cap. It just looks like a big, mm -hmm. just orifice. And then a uh, big Reb, another. Uh, that's the UNLV mascot. So another. Uh, uh, Yosemite Sam ripoff, but with white, white curly mustache, just a little bit more emphasized than Pistol Pete and Pater Pete. Those are my honorable mentions. Yeah, those were some uh, great selections there. I, I looked up your Pelican and I looked up uh, uh, the Sam Houston one. He or she does indeed have eyeliner, um, <laughs> or that's what it looks like anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys, you guys nailed the honorable mentions, bro. <laughs> Might have smoke, smoke another doobie. <laughs> uh, laid back, laid back, Alex over there. There are there are a couple on there that we'll, we'll definitely get flamed for. Uh, obviously, that that douche Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Yeah, that around. guy, the Nittany Lion. Nittany the, Lion. Big Al from <laughs> Alabama. Yep. Yep. That Texas has another dog too, but I, I can't remember it. Florida Gator. What about, what about the Mountaineer? Did we say the Mountaineer? Yeah, Nate said that. The Mountaineer, yeah. Uh, I think it's Aubrey the Tiger. I think so. I forget what the UNC one is, too. I'm looking at that the right now. It's like, a, it seems like Ra Rasmus. Rasmus. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Rasmus. I think that one. Ralph the Buffalo. 
doesn't need any recognition from me. Did we and say Nitro he, from Central Florida? No. Okay. Did we say Zippy? <laughs> Zippy, poor guy. No, Nitro is a good one. See, that's one that would I would take over Sparty. Just Sparty way more of over Demon Deacon. Yeah, I would probably just never do that. When you said Demon Deacon, I immediately thought of the Blue Devil. I thought it was the Blue Devil you were going with, not until oh. you said Wake Forest. Yeah, I will say that was so funny when uh, Portnoy was uh, videotaping the sideline. He's like, look, I'm doing what that guy did. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Getting out of hand. And then I saw something today. It was like CMU is in invest or in what? Investigating yeah. Yeah. Uh, the mission. It's like CMU. No one, no, no one's looking for your place. No one has no. ever looked for your place. No, that's not what happened. They were saying they caught Connor Stallions and CMU gear on the sideline to watch Michigan State's plays. Oh, okay. Well, either yeah. way, no one, everyone can have Michigan State's plays. That's, that's also true. Yeah, no, I thought this was a good draft. I just thought there were so many. Yeah, there's obviously so many masters. There are 133 teams. And uh, the Tro we left the Trojan off. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And obviously, the, we mentioned the, the, Boomer the Sooner. Husky. Yeah, Boomer Sooner, Washington Husky, the actual Husky, or the mascot. Yeah, I probably should have. I probably should have took that. Yeah. No, I think that's good. So, I'll go ahead and I'll put the graphic together. We'll see how many. Uh, we'll see what kind of pictures each mascot gets to possibly give me oh a leg God. up. <laughs> These graphics. I'm gonna have yeah. a baked potato. I'm gonna have like a baked potato somehow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we should go into uh, we should go into the big games, right, Mayor? Yeah, yeah. We'll move on from that, and we'll head into uh, uh, the big games that we want to talk about. All right. Well, we're gonna get into our uh, marquee games for Week Ten. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about some of the big games as we do every single week. Um, so, Nate, we're going to kick things off with you, my friend, and we're going to go Kansas State at Texas. Uh, Texas is currently a four-point favorite, and the over-under is 51-and-a-half. This is an 11 a.m. Central time game. Yeah, so this game definitely stood out to me right away. You have a Kansas State team that's been rolling hot. You have a Texas team that's dealing with injuries. Um, I'm tr- I was doing my best to try to find out some information around Ewers. Uh, Sark says he's week to week. So if he does not go, it'll be, it'll be Malik Murphy, um, which I think we had a debate on whether it's going to be Arch Manning. I knew it wasn't going to be Arch. I, I knew it was going to be the other guy. But Malik will probably transfer anyways because Arch is going to fill his spot. So as of right now, I believe Malik is lined up to start. Um, believe it or not, his, la- his stats last week, even though they just uh, ran all over that team, 16 of 25. He only threw for 170 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. His QBR was 45.8, so nothing to really write home about. Uh, he does damage with his legs, so he's a he's a dual threat quarterback. Um, so the big thing that comes down to is Texas is uh, tied 28th in the country against the run, and then obviously, as everybody knows on this pod, Kansas State is 18th in the country in rushing yards per game. They average 238 rushing yards per game. Very fundamentally sound team. We know with the backup, uh, Avery as well, when he's in, it's it's 95% chance it's a running play. So um, Texas is actually allowing less than 100 yards per game. So you're going to take a run-dominant team and basically put it up against a, a, a good defensive front, a good front seven here, forcing potentially Kansas State to throw. 
we've seen Will Howard in these crucial clutch games. Now, with Kansas State, their defense the last three games have only allowed 24 points. That's the last three games shut out, obviously, last game as well. Um, the problem is with Kansas State, and you guys can probably uh, agree with me here. Every time we keep buying in on Kansas State, they keep throwing out a stinker. So the two things that come to mind is first one was Mizzou. Money was so heavy on Kansas State that game. Mizzou hits a 61-yarder. Arguably, they got outplayed there. Obviously, Will Howard got hurt. And then the next game is you're uh, soloed out on a weeknight game that Xander obviously was very heavy on. And what do they do? They throw out a clunker. So it's very difficult for me to see if if Kansas State is what I'm really trying to, to, to be on here. And I'll just leave it at this. If Ewers is in, I will be on Texas. If Ewers is out, then I would be on Kansas State. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, the only thing I could I wanted to add to take away from the uh, last week, like obviously forty-one nothing beating a, a team in your conference is a very impressive performance. But I just rewatched that condensed version of that game today, and like I don't know if Houston thought they were still playing in like a lower conference, but I mean they just look so fucking pitiful on every aspect. Um, like they were not competitive at all. So that might just be a kind of inflated ego game for Kansas State, and you hope they don't walk into Texas thinking it'll be that easy for them too. Only thing I would add is uh, I agree with you, Nate. If it's the backup for Texas, I would look to play Kansas State and the points in this spot. And based on Texas possibly taking a more conservative approach, if it is the backup, and Kansas State liking to run the ball against a good run defense, that would make me initially lean the under, even though I really don't want to take the under in Kansas State versus Texas. That would make me inclined to look at the under in that spot. Um, next game on the uh, on the board, Notre Dame, number 12 in the nation at Clemson. Uh, Notre Dame is a three-point favorite. The over-under is 45. This is an 11 a.m., kick uh in death valley notre dame seven and two coming into this game versus clemson uh four and four uh believe it or not um offensive yards gained notre dame 428 yards per game clemson 416 yards per game and then defensive yards allowed per game clemson 267 notre dame 279 they're almost identical when you look at those yards per game and yards allowed per game splits however notre dame they're averaging 38-plus points per game. Clemson averaging 28-plus points per game. Notre Dame allows 15 points per game. Clemson allows 21-plus points per game. And then the key stat that I found, turnover differential. Notre Dame, plus 9. Clemson, minus 3 in this department. So, you know, all of the Joe betters, the public, they're going to be on Notre Dame. They're already a highly bet team. And then when you add in Clemson's very mediocre underperforming season, you know Notre Dame is just going to be hammered by the public. The Sharps will probably be, I would imagine, on Clemson because they're at home. Um, but those are the facts. Notre Dame, like I said, huge uh, advantage in the turnover differential. Yards per game and yards allowed are about even. Um, I really don't have like a play on this i would lean notre dame based on just the stats that i rolled out but every time i've expected sam hartman to play a good game against like a decent opponent 
outside of USC, which, you know, Caleb Williams gifted three first half interceptions and Notre Dame had a kick return for a touchdown in that game. I don't want to trust him on the road. So maybe Notre Dame picks up the slack and they do, you know, they play more of a team game where he doesn't have to do everything. But any thoughts on on this one, guys? I was going to say, like, Clemson, I, I said he's going to be on my Hall of Fade. And, and typically, if you're on my Hall of Fade, that just means I, I don't want to touch the game, whether I'm on you or against you, because I know you could beat me either way. So this is just a stay away from me. I'm done, I'm actually, like, done betting these two teams. I'm actually done watching these two teams. Like, I'd rather just watch something else. But I do know this means a lot for Notre Dame. Clemson, this is just one of those classic games they win at home. So I, for me, it's just I'm going to stay away because I would lean Clemson here. But I, I know I'm just burning money, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, called called the Notre Dame game pretty spot on last week. Said it was a get-right game against a fucking terrible, terrible Pittsburgh team. I believe that final was 58-7 to or like 55-7. to uh, Sharp money on the under, 45. That's probably the only way I would lean this game. Uh, probably only, probably won't even make the YouTube TV four box. Uh, yeah, I'm with you guys. Tough, tough to bet this game. Tough to see Clemson going four and five overall. Uh, even though I I do really like our Dame team, so I'm just gonna basically like email DraftKings and say please put a lock on Notre Dame Clemson games uh, until further notice. I don't want to bet them at all. For sure. All right. Uh, Xander, you got this next game. We got Missouri. Shout out, Phil, at Georgia. Um, spread is 16 over under 55 and a half, 2.30 p.m. Central Time kick. Yeah. So first and foremost, shout out our boy, Philly. Oh. Uh, noted Missouri psychopath. Uh, probably the most diehard Missouri sports fan anyone will ever know. He's getting married on Saturday. So this is a uh, this is a marriage game. This is a marriage game for the Mizzou Tigers. Mm. Uh, if you guys remember last year, a horrific Missouri team uh, welcomed in a juggernaut of Georgia, and Missouri was winning the entire game at Missouri until the last seconds where Georgia came back and won, obviously. You know, they haven't lost a game in three years. But true heartbreak, heartbreaking fashion for the Missouri Tigers. Um, so there's definitely going to be some revenge on that team's mind. A lot of players back. And Brady Cook just better than ever. However, uh, as suspect as Georgia has looked, you know, without Brock Bowers on offense, I mean, this is a stupid elite defense with just more studs that will be playing on Sundays. And it's going to be a true test for Missouri if they can grind out some drives because if they're just going to be hucking it up to Luther Burden down the sideline, this thing could get ugly quick, unfortunately. So they're going to need to figure out how to uh, tire out that Georgia defense Spreads, I believe, 15 and a half right now. Is that right? So one thing Georgia's defense does is hold 15. opponents to shorter passes. What were we going to say? 15. Yeah, 15. 
So they're fourth in the country in yards per pass at 5.4 yards per pass. And they're actually kind of allowing some of the most passes per game. So pretty crazy that people are just thinking they could throw all over Georgia and they're only allowing 185 yard pass yards per game. And obviously Missouri's bread and butter is passing the ball because they're 15th in the country, 301 pass yards per game. Uh, Luther Burden is a fucking freak on the outside. Uh, where do we find um, any sort of differential? Uh, Georgia isn't going to really turn you over. They're middle of the road in turnovers. So it's not like this defense is creating much turnover-wise. So once again, I see it being way more even than 15 and a half. It's a 2.30 start, right? 2.30? Yeah. 2.30 start. On the road, I'm not – this team has some senior leadership. I, I'm right now definitely on the spread. I like Missouri plus 15. Call me crazy. I'll be sprinkling some money line too. Yeah, I agree with you, Xander. Um, I would look at Missouri and the points here. Georgia has burned me countless times this season. Kentucky burned me. Florida burned me. However, I do think Missouri is a step up from those two teams. So um, Missouri's having a great year, one of one of the best years they've had in a long time. So I'm going to expect them to come into this game focused, competitive, and, and ready to execute. So I'll, I'll take them in the points. So – I believe we were doing this pod, and I believe this is a topic that was brought up. So Georgia was 0-5 against the spread. Since then, they are – well, since then, they are now 2-5-1. and one. So they're definitely starting to roll a little bit into form. Uh, I'll never forget – what was it, week one or two? I remember we were at a bar, and they were playing South Carolina. And my buddy was like, yeah, South Carolina is like minus 160 live. Like, could you imagine? I wish I just took that. Uh, anyways – um, my lean here is I'm not, I don't have an official play on this game. Um, yeah. unfortunately I think I would just lean Georgia if I had to more of just take the, take the team that's just kind of running through right now. I, I am very inspired with Missouri, uh, Missouri and Brady cook have, have kind of really, uh, inf- reformed themselves as a program. Their rush defense is elite. So if they are able to establish that and kind of make, um, you know, make them throw on you day in and day out, then, I think that's your recipe to win or at least cover here. Um, I don't hate the money line sprinkle. If you think they can cover, I think Missouri could could hold them. I wish this game was at Missouri. That's the only thing that's kind of yeah. holding me off. If it was at Missouri, you know, I don't know what the line would be, maybe, maybe 10 or 11. But this being at Georgia, the atmosphere, Georgia's next three games, this could be a look at if you if you really want to look at that. Go look at Georgia's schedule. It's pretty tough. I believe they have um Tennessee. Yeah, I was just looking at it again. Tennessee, Ole Miss, they have – and another thing, too, is like how many of these wins does Georgia have to rank up to overpass Ohio State? Do I think they take the number one spot with a win at Missouri? I don't know about that, but do they overtake the one spot with uh, Missouri and Ole Miss, especially with Ole Miss being highly ranked? Then yes. And obviously you want that one spot. We all agree every year it seems like the fourth team is like the weakest, even though they are a very elite team and can win it. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of Georgia's goal here, but Georgia could always come in here and just say, Hey, let's just get a win and get out. All right. So the only thing I'll, I'll wrap up to my analysis is that this is going to be by far the best offense that Georgia's seen. I uh, saw it with Penn state and Ohio state called that game out Penn state didn't schedule anyone. Like they didn't want to wait 
you know, just basically have all these uh, smaller opponents and then face their first opponent week eight, get punched in the mouth. USC against Notre Dame, we called that out. Like they're finally fit, playing a good defense. They were exposed. Georgia playing a legitimate offense when they haven't seen anyone. If they get behind, can they keep up without Bowers, with a untested Carson Beck? Minnesota, or Missouri only has one loss, and they were in that game till the end. Remember, LSU scored like on a on a quote unquote pick six at like the five yard line to make that a ten point game, but they beat a tough Kansas State defense. Um, they obviously hung with LSU. Uh, they dismantled a really good Kentucky defense. The more and more I look at this, I just I'd rather be holding a Missouri ticket than a, a Georgia ticket. I'll just say that. For sure. Next game that we're going to get into is Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma, six-point favorite on the road over under 62.5, p.m. Central Time kick. I got this game. Oklahoma, 7-1 and one on the season, 4-1 and one in the conference. Oklahoma State, man, they have been hot. 6-2 and two overall, 4-1 and one in the conference, winners of four straight games. Oklahoma, 490 yards per game. Oklahoma State, 429 yards a game. Oklahoma, allowing 370 per game. Oklahoma State, allowing 409 per game. Got Oklahoma, they score 42 points per game. Okie State, 31 points per game. Oklahoma, 19 points allowed per game. Oklahoma State, 24.4 points allowed per game. Turnover differential, Oklahoma has that uh, advantage as well, plus 10. Oklahoma State, plus 3. Um other notes I have, Oklahoma State, they had 601 total yards last game, including 315 on the ground against a respectable Cincinnati run defense. Oklahoma just gave up 225 on the ground against Kansas last week. The numbers, in my opinion, support Oklahoma State team total over and Oklahoma State plus six. I like the way Oklahoma State is playing. I'm not a fan of the way Oklahoma has looked over their last two games ever since they beat Texas. And like I said, the thing that stood out to me most was Oklahoma State, 315 rushing yards last week. Oklahoma just gave up 225 on the ground. I would lean Oklahoma State in the points. I feel like that's going to I feel like that's going to be the public side if I had to guess, but I also like Oklahoma State team total over because I really don't believe in this Oklahoma defense at the moment. So that's what I got in the game. Yeah, so this was whew, when I first saw this game, man, I was licking my chops. I, that's the problem is I think a lot of people are going to want to jump on Oklahoma State. That's my only worry here. Yeah, there's a chance Oklahoma State wins out too if you, you go look at their schedule and then maybe a Big 12 championship. I'd have to go look at those standings as well. Um, really turned it around. Uh you know, saving Gundy his job. I think people after like week two were considering him being on the hot seat and all of a sudden they're going to rattle off all these wins. Um, that Oklahoma and Kansas game, keep in mind, it was basically raining for about three quarters. They weren't taking many downfield shots. And I didn't think the defense looked all too bad, but it, but you could also keep in mind that Kansas simply just kind of runs the ball. So they were literally just getting bullied up front. Yeah, I got one note. I'll be on the over. This is the last guaranteed bedlam on the schedule. I think they uh, end the rivalry uh, annual meeting with a huge shootout. So 62 and a half, way too low. I like that. And it's uh, down, down to 60 and a half. Keep it coming. Next game we're going to talk about, we got number five, Washington, at number 24, USC. 
Um, spread here is three and a half. Washington is a uh, road favorite over under 76 and a half. Hot damn. 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Uh, Nate, what notes do you got on Washington USC? Yeah, so first thing you see is 76 and a half. Is it crazy that I believe that's probably just not too – that's not high enough? Like, it's just not high enough. And, you know, we can go into we can go into reasons why real quick here. Um, so my first thought, um, as I mentioned, I just don't think that total is high enough. The second thought I have is, you know, how much money do we expect to be on Washington going into this? I would imagine Washington is going to get a huge brunt of the money. Um, I would imagine, you know, Sharps might be on USC, but I don't know how you can back that defense either. So this might just be kind of a stay away game. Um I don't think USC's defense really practices, but that being said, Washington's defense of late. So these are points totals that they've led up to these opponents. So they've led up 32 points to Cal, 24 to Arizona, 33 to Oregon, and then last week, 33 to Stanford. So something is going up with Washington where they're just trying to outscore you. I don't think that's necessarily a recipe for success, especially if you think you're going to win the college football playoff. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. USC is number two in the Pac-12 standings. Like, we we give them so much flack. They're literally second place before Oregon. So, believe it or not, even though I was holding that Oregon 28-1 to ticket, which is now down to 14-1, to no big deal. Uh, if USC pulls off this win, this is going to make it very difficult for Oregon to try to weasel their way into it, even though if you look at USC's remaining schedule, I don't think they win many games. Um, so both defenses, Washington's is 192nd and USC's 230th. So very poor, very dop- uh, end of the country here. Both offenses, though, Washington has the sixth best, best offense and USC is tied for seventh. So once again, guys, I'm just taking the over. I, I think they could set this over at 90 and I think I would still take the over. <laughs> There's just, okay, so this is to, to help you paint the picture of the over. What What is a realistic halftime score? like 24-20, 28-21. If that's the truth, then you're already looking at 49 points going into halftime or 44 points, so you're going to need them to score 30 combined. I, You cannot set this total high enough. Yeah. Uh, what we saw last week was very disappointing with Washington. Uh, could just be Stanford, you know, showing some heart. But that Washington defense was not impressive at all. However, I just think this is too complete of a team. USC, I mean, <laughs> that Cal game was insane back and forth. Um, they did the same thing with Arizona State. Like, they're just, they're like this year's TCU, just like eking out wins from behind. I like actually Washington minus three here. I think the I think the close run streak ends. I think there's too many, too many uh, good players that are going to be all conference on the Huskies. Uh, sure, I could see this going over. I could also see it being like a heartbreaking 40 to 34 under by two and a half. It's just so tough to take it over when it's 76 and a half. It's so crazy. Uh, so yeah, give me Washington minus three. I have that play. All right. Nice. Last game we're going to talk about here as far as a big game goes, we got number 13, LSU, at number 8, Alabama. What a game every single year. Alabama is a three-point favorite. The over-under is 60 and a half, um, 6.45 p.m. Central Time kick. And Xander, you got the notes on this one. Yeah, so 
holy shit, this game. I mean, did you guys even expect to see this game on the slate? Like, I feel like this came out of nowhere this year. So under the radar. Like, I haven't seen any hype. Like, hey, next, like, this is when these two teams meet, it's like it's LSU Alabama week. And probably, it, probably because neither team is in the top like five right now. Yeah. I don't, also, Bama on the bye last week, I think also might have uh, just kind of quieted it down. But yeah, this is for the SEC West, essentially. Uh, Bama 5 0 in the West, LSU 4 1 in the West, very much alive. That Florida State loss early obviously hurt them overall. But all of a sudden, with Oklahoma losing, there is a path for a two-loss team to make the college football playoff. Uh, and LSU would be a candidate to be that team. Uh, where do we start? I will say there's one uh, one big number that stuck out to me was LSU is number two in the country. And you boys know I love my Havoc. They're number two in the country in Havoc allowed. So there's not negative plays happening uh, against LSU when their offense is on the field, not getting tackled behind the line. Obviously, it helps when you have a quarterback like Daniels, who is uh, the most elusive quarterback in the entire country. And then on the other hand, Alabama, 114th in the country in Havoc allowed when LSU is a top 50 team in defensive Havoc. I think that could be uh, the recipe for success for LSU to make a statement that they're back in this season when everyone counted them out with their second loss. I see this game being another fireworks over like extravaganza with Milrow and Daniels uh, at quarterback. Anything goes. I like the over a ton. It's in the conversation for being my lock this week. Um, I don't see one. I don't see, let's just say I don't see a, a, a six to nine game of the century final for this LSU Alabama chapter. Nice. Nate? Um, definitely one of the most exciting games. Um, it just seems like this is almost like that Oregon Utah game. Last week, obviously, two different offenses. But what I mean by like, as as far as like impact and and how heavy this game means for this week, um, it being in Alabama definitely gives me some hesitation here. LSU's offense is, I, you can go look at Daniel's uh, Heisman odds too as well. He's pretty high up there as well, so he's kind of just jumped the jumped the rankings there. Um, it's it's pretty much like my same old mistake. If LSU is scoring quick and they're actually progressing on these drives and putting up points, Alabama has no option but to open the floodgates, go second half against Tennessee, throw deep, get chunk plays. So I don't mind the 16 and a half. And the reason why I don't mind it is because LSU's defense is legitimately trash. It is so bad. It is up secondary there with USC. Really it, it's 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 just it's rough. And I wish if this LSU defense was just a little bit better. Um, then I think like this team could technically be in the, the college football playoff, honestly. Um, but yeah, no, my first was LSU. I think Alabama is slightly overrated, even though it's just like Louisville. I keep wanting to go against Alabama and they just keep beating me. They keep covering spreads and it just keeps to beating me down. Yeah. I think yeah. we're, yeah, the differential is 
LSU doesn't turn the ball over. They're sixth in the country in giveaways, only 0.7 turnovers per game. So even though their secondary is trash, they're not compounding mistakes in that sense uh, where they're able to stay in the games. Yeah, we watched that Florida State game. Obviously, it was the first game of the year, but Jordan Travis looked like fucking Brett Favre out there just airing the ball out everywhere. Uh, yeah, I think those are really good call-outs by you. Uh, not saying LSU's uh, you know, the right side to bet on to win since it's only a field goal and you're right. Playing at Alabama at night is worth three, three and a half extra points in my own opinion. Let's take the over, boys. Yeah, I like that play. And Jaden Daniels, he might be the fastest college quarterback I have ever seen in my life when he gets going. He is he just hits that turbo button and it's like I'm like, holy shit, this guy's quarterback. It's crazy how fast he is. Um, I remember uh week one, I was just like, Jaden Daniels is just slow. And I didn't mean slow, I meant like his progression is slow but he has weapons around him and you lsu is, is doing like it's almost like the sec kind of became the big 12 which i get there's a lot of teams going into it but it seems like a lot of these games are more high scoring and you seem to see like less scoring with like an old miss team so everything's a little backwards this year but yeah that guy when he's in open space i mean he's running he's got running from the cops speed <laughs> All right, that's a great segue into our next segment of Mayor Mayhem, where I uh, pick some games on the slate and uh, we uh, we quickly uh, dive into them. So, Xander, I'm not sure when this uh, pod is dropping, but I did want to include the Thursday games. Uh, so we're going to start with TCU at Texas Tech. Texas Tech is a three-point favorite over under 59 and a half. This is a 6 p.m. Central Time game on Thursday, TCU at Texas Tech. Does anybody have a play or any quick thoughts on this one? Well, this would cash my TCU under ticket on the season. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty biased against TCU, obviously, all all year. Uh, Texas Tech has been a uh, pleasant surprise in the Big 12. Uh, They've Kind of shown out to be a pretty good team. Got off, got up off the mat uh, after that Oregon game that they should have won. And we talk, we we talk about not using the word "should have," but it's more in the sense of they only shot themselves in the foot to lose that game, and not like any like refs or anything like that uh, being a contributing factor. Uh, I would lean TC, or I'm sorry, wow. Maybe it's a Freudian slip there. Maybe I should bet TCU. I would lean Texas Tech, but I don't think I'm going to bet this game. Yeah, Texas Tech is the only, only right way here. Uh, it's kind of the battle of the backups here. Texas Tech is maybe on their like fifth string. Also, <laughs> if you look at Tech's record here, uh, three and five, I think we could all agree they're better than their record. Uh, I'm looking at this game right now, last week against B- BYU. They outgained BYU by 100 yards, but they had five turnovers. Five turnovers to zero. So you're not going to win a game against like Akron with, with five turnovers. So personally with me, I'll actually be on Texas Tech. Wasn't originally on my card, but the more I look at it, I love how physical Texas Tech is. Uh, the home crowd brings it to it as well. TCU, um, you know, is a great Cinderella story, but I'll probably be on Tech here. All right. The next Thursday night game, 6.30 p.m. Central Time is Wake Forest at Duke. 
Duke is a 12 and a half point favorite and the over under is currently at 45. Does anybody have a play or any quick thoughts on this one? Yikes. Yikes. Is Riley Leonard going or not? Do we know? I don't know. Uh, I think, I think once again, their backup was hurt. So Riley, like you could tell in that game, Riley Leonard was hurt, but they had no choice. Like that was all they had. Uh, I don't think the third string, I think the third string is like redshirted too. So there's like implications not to do it. Um, I already said that I'm staying away from all Duke games moving forward. So um, there's a good chance I'd rather watch the Troy game, which is probably a game we won't even talk about. Yeah. Uh, all time, just uh, sad performance, losing 23 to nothing. Uh, Duke had a great run. People look back at this season and be like, wow, Duke was like top 20. It's like they started off nice. That was a nice start to the season, but there's no chance you can lay almost two touchdowns with this Duke team. This is a big-time stay-away game. Just don't bet this game. I totally agree that you cannot lay 12.5 right now currently with Duke. I would absolutely lean Wake Forest side and maybe even sprinkle on their money line. I mean, hell, you drafted their mascot. (laughs) That is a great point. (laughs) Um, All right. Uh, So the next game that I wanted to get into is a, is a Friday night game at six 30. Um, not sure if you guys had a play or any quick thoughts. Um, Boston college at Syracuse. What a gross, gross game. Syracuse <laughs> laying two and a half points. Yes. Syracuse is a favorite. The over under is 51. Um, Xander, I know you were on Syracuse last week as your Thursday lock and that blew up in you and I's face both. Um, any thoughts on this one? Yeah. I mean, such a packed weekend. You know, somehow I purged that game from my mind. So thank you for bringing that back uh, top of mind. Uh, Obviously would have belonged in the Hall of Fame, Hall of Fade, uh, because any team that makes this Virginia Tech team specifically look like a college football playoff contender is a fucking bad team. Oh, this is a, this is stinkier than I'm sure what we'll talk about later. The lowest. (laughs) Northwestern. uh... Northwestern Iowa. (laughs) I don't want anything. It's a Friday game. I'm going to have a good time just not watching that. How about that? Um, yeah, I heard some news around the BC quarterback. So if he's in, uh, Cassianos or Castellanos, I can't remember what his name is. He's a running threat that basically took down FSU almost. Um, if he's in, BC is definitely a better team than Syracuse this year. If he's out, then it's just question marks all over the place. Um, Syracuse is definitely one of those teams you can't trust. Um, too many injuries, like, and, and I believe, uh, the head coach, uh, Dino is it Dino, Dino Babers. He came out and said, like, I think a reporter asked him, Hey, where, you know, where's your depth? Where's your backup? And he said the transfer portal. That, that was his answer to that question. So, um, to openly come out and say that, especially with guys that are trying to back you, um, just a bad, bad taste in the mouth. There might be no one in the dome for this game. So for me, it's just a stay away. But if anything, I'd lean Boston College. Sure. Um, the other Friday game I wanted to touch on, um, Colorado State at Wyoming. Wyoming laying seven over under is 41. This is a 7 p.m. Central time kick. Um, I felt like you guys might have some thoughts because it's Wyoming and you guys typically like these types of games. Yeah, um, obviously they just got their fucking brakes beat off by Boise. 
which was a, a stay away game for me. But uh, something different in the water that we talked about earlier in the season about uh, under the lights in Laramie. This Colorado State team is bad, uh, very bad. Uh, Wyoming does have a very, very good defense. Uh, I'd like to know some weather report here because there's been some games where I just flip on the TV and it's like a blizzard uh, up in the north uh, already. So the the line that I wanted to take a look at, and I'll pull it up right now, uh, would be Colorado State's team total under 16 and a half. Lock me in for that. I'm going to add that to my card. Colorado State team total under 16 and a half. This offense is bad. Jay Norvell just doesn't have the dudes yet. So that's where I would lean. Yeah, n- no comment on this on this play. Um, you know, these like CBS, uh, like CBS Sports Network games, they, they tend to always steal my money. So I don't know if I'll be on this one, which forces me to look towards that Syracuse game, which I don't even want to do. I might have to pull the Xander uh, no Friday card and like look at like NBA props or something disgusting. No NBA be props in here. Yep. Thank you, Mayor. <laughs> oh, I was just saying, be careful with those NBA props, brother. You can <laughs> have you can have some epic nights, and you can you could be just as bad. <laughs> you could be in uh, some nineteen-year-old player's DMs asking if he's ever had suicidal thoughts. <laughs> oh God! Oh wow! <laughs> not me just saying some of the freaks out there that i've seen on easy Twitter. easy marks <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right on that note that is a perfect perfect transition into the next game that we're going to talk about oh boy. it is it is ohio state at <laughs> Rutgers. ohio state is laying 19 points on the road Against Rutgers over under 42 and a half, uh, 11 a.m. Uh, Central kick. Um, Xander always has thoughts on Ohio State, so take it away here. Yeah, so this, when I saw this line, both of them, the spread and the over under, uh, you know, for once in my life, I was kind of at a loss for words. Uh, I cannot tell you the last time that I've seen an Ohio State over under this low. I think maybe the only time I was thinking was the Northwestern game last year, but it was like 30-mile-an-hour winds and sleeting, and that line might have got down into the 30s, but that was strictly because of weather. Like, outside of that, an actual just, like, line them up play them game, cannot remember a line at 42-and-a-half. That being said, what else can you say about this Ohio State defense? It is – it's – we're starting to get into elite territory. Uh, number two in yards allowed, uh, top 10 in all passing categories, uh, top 25 in all rushing categories uh, for their actual points per game. I think it's just over 10. Uh, the only teams that have scored over 10 are Notre Dame with 13 and Maryland with 17, and that was when Ohio State uh, went for it on fourth down at their own 30. So Ohio State has only allowed 10.4 points per game. Basically, what I'm saying here is that we've seen this Rutgers team. They're a classic Shiano chop the wood team. You got to respect their 
they rank pretty well in, in overall defense. This is a good defensive squad. Their offense is dog shit. They have a dog shit offense. You might hear this a little later on the pod, but my play in this game, because it has me scratching my head, is Rutgers under 10.5 team total. The only thing that scares me is a sleepy Ohio State team for this 11 a.m. noon kick in that first quarter. They get through the first quarter, zero or a field goal, three points or less. Ten and a half under is going to be pretty good. And then on the flip side, if somehow their offense, which this is you worry about, that their offense explodes and it's like nothing in third, then you start having some backups come in. I don't think you're going to run into that. So my play in this game is Rutgers not scoring with that offense under ten and a half. Yeah, Nate, you're muted again. You know what it was is uh, Xander's got me hooked on these like Mr. Beast things he he gave me. So I didn't realize that I had a dark chocolate one earlier. This one's way better. This milk chocolate one, I feel like maybe I'm just a milk chocolate guy. Anyways, um, yeah, no, honestly, the first time I'll agree. Rutgers wants to run the ball. Ohio State's going to stop the run. The Rutgers cannot throw the ball. They simply cannot pass. They that can. quarterback's not built to pass. So um, my only real worry here is, you know, if Rutgers doesn't score at all, Ohio State is going to cover the spread at 100%. But if Rutgers can get to 10 or 14, like I also think Kyle McCord kind of sucks. So that's my issue with 18 and a half. Um, but do I think Ohio State's defense may hold them to zero points? I really do. This Rutgers can only simply run the ball. And Ohio State is so good at stopping the run that if you're going to make a team one-dimensional, this is going to be just complete chaos. This is going to be punt city from Rutgers. So yeah. if Ohio State can, you know, get to – if Ohio State – if you told me Ohio State got to 28, then I would happily take 18 and a half. The most lopsided uh, statistic in this game, Rutgers – uh, completion percentage for the year is 127th in the country out of 133. And Ohio State is number one in opponent completion percentage. Uh, that is allowing the least completed passes. Uh, yeah, they, you, you, guys, might just, uh, you, you might have just talked me into the spread because I could see this game being a 27 nothing, like 27-3 shutout. Yeah, so here, here's just to give you a little – um breakdown of it I, I you guys all remember probably when Rutgers was playing Michigan and Rutgers went up on you know 69 yard pass yeah yep Gavin Wimsett ended up with 180 yards in that game and he's he had 70 in one play and <laughs> it and they only scored that touchdown and then Michigan ended up scoring 31 to 7 um so if you're going to take out the one outlier play there and you think Michigan can win 31-0, then I don't see why Ohio State couldn't do that. Yeah, I think there's more ways that Ohio State covers the spread than Rutgers covers the spread. However, I am interested to see how Rutgers looks off of uh, a bye week, um, and they're 6-2 and two on the year. Um, I mean, they're by, by their standards, they're having a phenomenal season. I think we saw last week on the road, Travion Henderson is a game-changer. He's significantly better than all of the running backs that they have. So he actually gives them multiple outlets in that offense. All right. Sorry, Mayor. We'll, we're done with Ohio State. Hey, no problem. Uh, Texas A&M at <laughs> Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a uh, three-point favorite over under 53 and a half. Um, I'll be honest. This when, when this game came across my beautiful, beautiful eyes, I was like, wow. 
Ole Miss is only a three-point favorite against A&M. Really? Um, that was my that was my gut reaction. That's plain and simple. So, not sure if you guys have any any thoughts on this game, but I thought it was interesting that the spread was only three because A and M, although they're not a bad team, and I'm not saying Ole Miss is a necessarily like this great team. Ole Miss is at home, and I haven't been overly impressed with A and M this season. So, that's what I thought. Yeah, um, this is a game. This game in Kansas State and Texas, I'll be watching over the game. We just basically recap there. It's not. It's no disrespect to Ohio State, just like the way that it's going to be so lopsided, in my opinion. Um, this game's great. Uh, Ole Miss has, has really been impressive this year. 7-1, you know, they just don't barely cover against Alabama. Uh, I'd love to go rewatch that Alabama game and kind of see what went wrong. But like I said, they, they really play to the, the speed of the game. That being said, I actually think Texas A&M kind of gets up and down the field a little bit more with Max Johnson. Um, I feel like they, first of all, Max Johnson is so loose with the ball. So he is turnover um, machine as of late. Uh, he'll take some of those crazy sacks that you've seen where it's like 20, 25 yards too. It, it's it's crazy what is going on there at Texas A&M. But on the other hand, Max Johnson's a deep threat. He's one of those lefties that he's just going to chuck it up as well. So I think Texas A&M can score. And once again, if Texas A&M can score 25, 28 points, Ole Miss will just step on the pedal and go. So personally, my only bet here, and it, it is on my card, is over 53 and a half. I think that's way too low. Doesn't just – this might be the rat line of the entire slate. Doesn't just just stink of Texas A&M outright. Old Miss has Georgia on deck. They're 7-1. and one. Everything's heading their way. Texas A&M, another disappointing season. And boom, only three points on the road. So you're basically saying these teams are even on a neutral site. Oh, this just stinks to high heaven. Of a and think ball. about it. And think about it. They probably should have beat Alabama. They lose that game 21 to 20. They are beating Tennessee at Tennessee 10 to 7 at half and then just forget to play football in the second half. They could be potentially like 8 and 1. Who? Texas A&M? Yeah, Texas A&M. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I uh, this is just going to be a, a scared stay away. I obviously from the beginning, I, I was big on Ole Miss coming into the season. Why back down now? I have a twenty to one ticket for them just to make the playoff. Uh, and this will be this next two weeks are basically a start of if that's actually possible for them to make the playoff. Stay away just out of pure fear. Fear. I know it's chicken shit answer, but. <laughs> What do they got? What does Ole Miss got? One loss? Yeah, seven and one, number 10 in the country. And they're com- and they're coming off a bye. Is that right? Yeah. I think I got to lay it with them. Coming off a bye at home. They're seven and one. Honestly, it doesn't even feel like they're seven and one to me. It feels like there should be an extra loss there, but they are they're they are seven and one. And I'm just not buying AM quite enough to like be like, oh yeah, that's the team that's gonna knock them off and give them their second loss before. Like you said, their huge game next week against who? Georgia. Mm. Yeah, I think I want to lay it here with Ole Miss. Okay. Um, next game I wrote down, uh, shout out, Nate. Um, Nebraska laying three at Michigan <laughs> State. The over-under in this one is 34 and a half. Oh. Um, Nate, I, I got to get your thoughts. Yeah, so – a game we talked about earlier with the USC game in Washington. 
Like, there's a reason why that total is so high, and there is a reason why this total is so low. Like, at some point, you just simply cannot put it low enough. And then something like USC, like, they know they simply cannot put it high enough because they're just going to keep getting bet on it. Uh, Nebraska's actually got a, a legit chance um, over there on the uh, Big Ten West. Uh, Michigan State has no chance for anything in this world <laughs> except for November 6th when basketball season starts. I say this every week. Michigan State, I don't know if they are going to start that backup that we that we saw kind of finish that tail end of that that last game there. I hope but so. I yeah, I hope so too. But I will say this: every time we every time we talk about Michigan State, every time I turn on the TV, it's like it is kind of competitive for some reason. Like at half, it's like, wait, does Michigan State like win this game? Like, do they actually like figure out how to play football and and maybe like stop somebody? No, they don't. Uh, I love Nebraska in this game. Yeah. What did uh, what did forty two say? Or no, uh, forty three say. He said, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't get fooled again. Right. Nebraska, <laughs> minus three. It's done. Done chaining Michigan State. Don't even belong in the Hall of Fame. They belong in the grave. No offense. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you this, though. Um, because because Michigan State's kind of been playing these like weird score games, too, just – just do the minus 145 on the money line. I mean, like, I'm okay with, like, a little bit of juice, but – or just buy it down to two and a half or something like that if you if you want to just go, like, that route. But, yeah. I will say, isn't it funny that we were at Twin Peaks watching uh, Michigan State unveil their new quarterback? You know, they struggled in the first quarter with Central Michigan, but they pull away and they look good. And we're like, wow, Michigan State might be able to make some noise this, this Big Ten season. And now here we are, week ten. Um, I want to say the win total was like six and a half, or or maybe seven, and that would have been nice to have. I want to take Michigan State here. This is their one and final opportunity to win a home game in the Big Ten because their final home game is against Penn State. I do want to take them. I mean, they were they should have beat Rutgers. They were so close against Iowa. They should have beat Iowa. And then with Minnesota, it's like, how do you lose that game? It's all depressing. I'm very depressed. Yeah, Mayor, that's also in our group chat. Nebraska last week was my best bet on the parlays, and that was almost my best bet on this card too, and they, like, destroyed Purdue. They're streaking. They're playing some hot football, and they want to get bowl eligible. This will get them bowl eligible, six wins. I like what you're saying, Nate. Just take a minus 145. So that's what will be on my card. I'll just have a minus 145. I'll lay some extra juice. All right. Next game I wrote down here is a 1 p.m. Central time kick. It is Arizona State at Utah. Utah is laying 11 points in the over-under, 41 and a half. Any thoughts from the fellas in Arizona State? Big number. Big, big number at Utah. Wow. So this is, this is 10 a.m. kick. Local time. Uh, oh, no, no, no. 1 p.m. Central, you said. My mistake. So, noon kick, local time. Man, what's up with all these 40 and 41 over-unders this week? This is another game where it should be a get-right game for Utah. Kind of kind of sliding a little bit now. Um, I don't know if I can get there, man. Mm -hmm. I, I, know, I know Oregon is a great team. 
and it was 35 to six, but I have been waiting to fade Utah for a while. And I'm not sure if they can like all of a sudden just cover an 11 point spread against an Arizona state team. That's been playing some pretty good football as of late. Yeah, but they haven't played any defenses like Utah. So this quarterback is not good. And if I mean, their running back is good, uh, I forget the kid's name, but he looked super good against USC, Arizona State's, that is. Uh, but there just might be too many just big Samoans on that Utah Man, line. Maybe. I, I really feel it in my bones that this is not the time that you just want to back Utah again and an 11-point spread. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really feel like Arizona State and the points is is the right play here. And again, maybe sure. even sprinkle on the money line. Yeah, I can get behind a, a no-back Utah, but I'll just not back any side. I'm, I'm totally good with not, not backing Utah. Yeah, so the running back you're talking about was Scatabo, which is a great name. Just a no. – just, <laughs> You just you just scatting out there. Um, Scat back. As I said, as I said last week, uh, all trends come to the end, and if they don't come to an end, they're not considered a trend because they don't happen that often. And that is Utah at home. I had a feeling in my gut that Oregon was going to go. I wish I took them all line. Um, you cannot win a game if you do not score, and to go into Utah and allow them not to score a touchdown is going to win you a game there every single time. Um, My worry is that Bryson Barnes is not good. And I think you guys would all agree with me that Bryson Barnes isn't good. Arizona State coming off of an impressive win against Washington State, which Washington State, man, what a downfall. Washington State and Duke might might go hand-in-hand as far as, like, you know, great first half, terrible second half type of situation here. Um, Arizona State, uh, you know, I know they had a ton of injuries in the beginning. Uh, I believe enough time has come past now where they are starting to get healthy. Uh, Trenton Bourget, Bourget, Borgo, yeah, French French name over there. I don't know. Can you cover this eleven against this this defense? I'm not sure. Um, does Utah even want to get up after that? What do they have to play for? Is it just pride now? Is it for the coach? Um, this is a stay away for me. But I I really don't mind Arizona State. Like these Pac-12 teams are just playing close. All right. Uh, next game I wrote down. Um, because uh, Xander loves this school. We got Army at Air Force. Air Force laying 18 and a half points, and the over-under is 31 and a half. We know what happens in these service academy games. So, Xander, any thoughts on uh, Army at Air Force? 31 and a half might be my breaking point on just blindly take academy unders. Uh, Army is not as good as Navy. And that game ended 17-6-23. I think Air Force can score more than 17 on this terrible Army team. However, this is the line that I spotted. Do you have the balls to take it? Army team total is six and a half. All we need is (laughs) one touchdown from a team that plays the exact same style as the other team on the other side of the ball. Can they get in the end zone one time and cash a bet for us? I think they can. I like Army over six and a half team total. <laughs> it sounds like you're psyching yourself out to me, and you you should just take Air Force team total over. No, I don't want to mess with their team because that gets into the 20s. I don't want to mess with that. All we need is one score, and that bet catches. Yeah, like Army defense is, is, a, is atrocious. Um, the good news with playing like Academy, like especially like Xander's like over six and a half, 
is they tend to go for it on like these fourth and twos and fourth and ones just on their own side. Cause you know, they look at stats saying, Hey, we're averaging like four and a half carries. So, you know, we should round into form here and get this first down, which most of the time they do. Cause you know, that's just what their offensive line is trained to do. His army team is disgustingly bad. I mean, gross. Um, lost 62 to nothing to LSU lost 19 to zero to Troy. Finally, they scored two touchdowns last week, 21 to 14 to UMass, which UMass is very, very bad too. Um, yeah, this is just a, like, why watch this game? You know, I'll just wait for army Navy and like the antics around that air force should put them away pretty easily. That's why I probably won't touch the total here because air force offense is pretty elite. Um, they could probably score like 35 by themselves but the problem is with these unders being so low it's just because so much time's getting ticked off right next game i wrote down here man penn state is really laying only eight and a half at maryland am i reading that right penn state minus eight and a half at maryland over under 51 2 30 p.m central time kick all i can look at is penn state maryland is on my hall of fade and penn state still Penn State despite the game against Indiana last weekend so Penn State minus eight and a half next yeah I I, I mean dare I sound like a over overzealous Ohio State fan I think Ohio State broke, broke Drew Aller uh the kid sucks he's not him at the same time Maryland stinks this is an ultimate like what the fuck do you even look at here Maryland's coming off an embarrassing loss Penn State's coming off an, an embarrassing performance. Yeah, this is a screams all time. Please don't put any money on me, game. Please put your five units on Penn State minus eight and a half. Oh, so you don't, is that a, are we thinking a lock here? So you don't kick yourself and like when Penn State wins by 20, 28, you're like, why the hell did I not bet this game? Yeah, um, I kind of like Maryland. And I think the only reason why is like, don't forget that it was the middle of the third and it was 17 to 17 against Ohio state. And we know that if Ohio state and Penn state ran that back 10 times, Penn state's never winning a game. Um, maybe that's not true. Like I said, the, the fumble scoop six, if the, I wish that holding wasn't called um, just to go back on it. Um, guys, there's a chance Maryland starts five and zero and does not go to a bowl game. There is a legit chance. They finish wow. the season five and seven. I mean, their remaining schedule is Penn State, then they're at Nebraska, which we know has been pretty good, Michigan, and then they finish their last game at Rutgers, not even home against Rutgers, at Rutgers, which we know that could be um, maybe what seals them into a bowl game, but starting 5-0 and and potentially rolling off your next seven is crazy. Um, I don't know if I have the guts to take Maryland here, and this has nothing to do with the fate on Maryland. It has to do with, yeah, Penn State's offense, and Penn State, every time I turn on the TV, they're either losing or they're tied to a team that they were favored by like 20 against. So neither team really has my faith here. Okay. I got seven games remaining. I think we're going to make this rapid, rapid fire round for these okay. next seven games. Rip through them. Uh, we're going to start with a really gross one. Auburn at Vanderbilt. Auburn laying 12 and a half points over under is 49. Um, my quick thoughts, Auburn shouldn't be laying this many points on the road. Auburn's been fine at home, but certainly not on the road. So I'll take Vanderbilt in the points and a don't watch the game type bet. Yeah, Vandy's been playing well. They've been mucking up some games. They've been getting turnovers against bigger teams. They always make noise in the SEC for one or two games a season. I see this being a good spot too. Why not take Vanderbilt? 
it's funny because it's one of those things too where like Vandy's at home, but it's going to be all Auburn fans. It's just how it goes. Um, I really wish Vandy could be better. And to still put up 20 points on, on uh, Georgia is still impressive in my mind. To put up 21 points against Mizzou is impressive. 28 against Kentucky is very impressive as well. Uh, and maybe that just shows how good Old Miss is, 33-7. to 7. So um, this is a complete stay away from me. So I, I just don't have a play here, guys. And I guess technically Ole Miss is not coming off a bye, as I had said earlier, because they played Vanderbilt last weekend. <laughs> Basically a bye. All right. Next game I wrote down is Marshall at Appalachian State. App State laying three and a half points over under 55 and a half. Any thoughts? Yeah, I'm on Marshall. This is the ultimate bounce back game for Marshall. Uh, I see this game being pretty even. Uh, and App State's offense is not going to stop anything. Or I'm sorry, defense is not going to stop anything through the air. So I see this as actually a get right game. And, uh, I like Marshall outright here. Uh, no comment for me. It's been a rough, rough little spell, four in a row for Marshall. But I do think that team is better than uh, pronounced Fletcher back there at quarterback. I think he's pretty talented. Um, this is just a stay away from me. App State. This is not as good as an App State team as you as you want to think. Um, but this is just this is just not a game I'll be watching. This is a game where I'll bet and then I'll look and it'll be like twenty four zero because I'll be on the wrong side. Hmm. All right. Next one I wrote down here is Kansas at Iowa State. Iowa State is a two and a half point home favorite over under is 54. Any thoughts on Kansas at Iowa State? This line, this line is smelly. I think this is one of the smelliest lines. Guys, I really don't effing care. I'll be I'd be on Iowa State. I don't care. I think Kansas, like I said, it was raining for three quarters there. Um I think there's a good chance that Jason Bean is just really not that good. If you take away his like 60-yard run or 40-yard run, whatever it was for his touchdown, I think Oklahoma wins that game, and maybe we're looking at Oklahoma a little bit different. Um, this Iowa State team, their offense is just rolling. Um, defense is creating turnovers, so I'm happy to go with Iowa State. Kansas gets ranked, but the party's over. Yeah, I, I think Vegas tried to pump fake everyone um, with this game, but uh, sharp money – and 94% of the money is on Iowa State spread, minus two and a half. Obviously, we know I'm a huge Matt Campbell fan. Yeah, let's just ride Iowa State. I'm not going to fall for Kansas on the road again. Exactly. I was just going to say, they're a completely different team from the road and at home. Uh, this next game I wrote down is a really gross game. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, 6.30 p.m. Central Time kick. We got Kentucky laying four points at Mississippi State, and the over-under is 46. Any thoughts? Uh, we can go quick with it. Kentucky Kentucky made my card. Uh, I'm on an all-time fade Mississippi State. Under. 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 Okay. Next one, we got... Miami, four and a half point favorites at NC State over under 45. Yeah, so um, I had this game down. Another huge uh, havoc differential here. So NC State ranks 99th in the country in havoc allowed, and Miami is ninth in the country in defensive havoc. So I could see this game being a scenario where Miami can create points off turnovers. Uh, and really get some some opportunities in plus territory. 
I like Miami here to um, break through to kind of blow out a team as opposed to the last two weeks where it's been a loss and then overtime again last week. I just think this matchup particularly uh, outweighs how the team has been playing overall. I don't know if it's going to make the card, but I I lean towards Miami right now on the spread. Yeah. Um, Did you guys see some of that Steve Smith stuff? Did you guys happen to – did you hear about that by chance on, like, cover three as well? I saw it. I was watching live on game day when he said NC State, you know, just needs to get ready for basketball season before the Clemson game. Yeah, so basically Steve Smith said there was a basketball school, and then after the game, the head coach goes to the interview guy and just says, hey, and you could tell Steve Smith to, like, shove it up his ass for a football school or he didn't say like we're a football school, but we're just as much as a football program as a basketball program, which is hopefully good because their basketball program is pretty bad last year as well. No play for me. I think every time I try to back Miami, they, they shoot me in the foot and vice versa. Like how do you lose to Georgia tech? And then you lose so bad against UNC and Georgia tech. Maybe they're a little bit better than I think, but um I do think Miami is the better team. I think they have the better well-oiled offense, but something about four and a half, like this just screams that Miami wins by three. So uh, I'm probably going to stay away. I'll be off my card, guys. Okay. Two final games remaining that I wrote down because it's prime. Colorado hosting Oregon State. Oregon State is a 13-point favorite, and the over-under is 63 I've got the play. It's in the park your ass parlay. Colorado team total over 20 and a half. I called this out in the Oregon State Wazoo game. Saw this again last week against Arizona in the fourth quarter. Oregon State secondary is ass. If they're not getting pressure to the quarterback, those cornerbacks are stinky. And Arizona was able to do whatever they wanted, like drag routes, like just out routes down the field it was it was sad to watch uh nothing really over the top but Shadour is such a good quarterback that he should pick the secondary part i don't really care about any other line in the game colorado scoring three times against that defense that's your bet okay um Guys, I'm really worried I'm not going to get the Colorado over four and a half. I'm looking at their schedule right now. I think their best chance is at Arizona. Or no, home against Arizona. They can win this game. I mean, now that Oregon State's out of the picture, I mean. They can win this game, and then they're at Washington State. Washington State's definitely taking their foot off the pedal as well. But then at Utah to end. So I just need one. Uh, My only worry here is like, if Oregon State slows down the game and slows down the possessions and just keeps keeps the ball on the ground, then you know I would probably lean more towards this under. I took the UCLA under. I think that was like at sixty three. That's way too high. I knew UCLA was going to be a good defense, um, but you, UCLA and Oregon State are completely opposite defenses. And Colorado scored sixteen there, so I don't mind Colorado team total over there. Um, but for me, guys, this is just this is just a nice Pac twelve t- game. I'll stay away from. And if Colorado wins, great. Hopefully not on the Pac-12 network. It's a live fucking reaction. <laughs> Kent State was up 27-10. I had them plus three and a half. They just lost 31 to 27. Yeah, I have I think I have Akron minus four, so I got the push there. Oh, good for you. At least you got that push. <laughs> yeah, I told you about what I had. Final game I wrote down here. 9 30 p.m. Central Time kick. UCLA laying three points at Arizona. 
the over under is 51. Do we have any plays or thought on UCLA at Arizona? This Arizona team at home is good. Uh, rewatched the game last week. I mean, it was a close game all game. They closed out the fourth quarter. I mean, I didn't get the exact number, but it must have been like 11 minutes to four minutes possession in that fourth quarter. Like Oregon State did not have the ball. They didn't turn the ball over at all. Man, this is such a weird line. Out of respect for what Arizona has been doing, like I'm, I'm going to buy the hook and I'm going to take three and a half for Arizona uh, because I don't think UCLA can boat race these guys. UCLA has a good defense. I lean towards the under as well in this game. Yeah, this over-under is at 51 and a half. That seems – 51 and a half. That seems just a tad bit low for a Pac-12 20, game. I know – I know you're seeing 51, right? Yeah, but 24-21 gets us home on the under. Like, the That's, game last week was 27 to 21. So – or 27-24, that's still on the under, 51. Yeah, I mean, it's just – I don't know. I, I do feel like this this Arizona offense is just it, – it's cooking. And, you know, like you said, they own time of possession there in the fourth quarter, so I could tell they were kind of playing defensive there. I don't know. I don't really have a – this is just a damn good game. This is legitimately just a damn good game. Um, I'm happy to watch this game and maybe, like, throw, like, something live, maybe watching it, see if, see if Arizona can move a little bit on this UCLA um, defense, but it didn't make my official card. And the Texas Rangers have won the World Series. Yeah, that's no crazy. Shit. They – uh. I, I don't know if you guys saw, but Gallon was throwing about like six or seven innings, no hit, too, and they lose 5-0. Holy shit. Diamondbacks bats. What's, what's crazier, Kent State or that? Kent State. Kent State. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that does it for Mayor Mayhem. Thank you guys for weighing in with your thoughts. As a reminder, typically we would do the Maction Minute right about now. However... Now that we have Maction officially kicked off, uh, Xander does that podcast on Mondays. He goes over all of the Mac games on Tuesday and Wednesday. So uh, he did a great job. It was about 15 minutes. I walked my dog around the block, literally, and put my AirPods in and listened to the podcast. And uh, it was great. It was quick, and it gave good, thorough analysis on those games. So Make sure to check that out every Monday if you're interested in betting on Maction for Tuesdays and Wednesdays for the remainder of the season. Um, wrapping up here, we're going to get into our teaser, our fill me up parlay, uh, Xander's park your ass parlay, any best bets that we have, and uh, go from there. So we're going to start with the teaser. Um, who wants to go first for their teaser pick? Damn, it's fucking crazy that without Scherzer and DeGrom, they win the fucking World Series. Sorry. <laughs> sideline, but DeGrom gets a ring. That's insane. Oh, it really is. I texted my friends before the playoffs started, and I said, like, man, too bad for the Rangers. Could you imagine how they would be with Scherzer and DeGrom? And, yeah, Scherzer did come back at the very end, but wow. They didn't lose a road game. Unbelievable, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll go first. Um, Ohio State is in my teaser. Uh, I think this number down to 12.5 against Rutgers, it's just don't overthink it. Uh, It's a teaser play. Get us down to 12.5. Okay, Nate? I'm going to go a little off track here. 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that this team has quit on their coach. So guys, I'm gonna go Florida, and I'm gonna tease it down from minus five and a half to plus one. All right, I like it. I'm gonna go with uh, Penn State. I'm gonna tease them down the chalk pick of the week, uh, minus eight and a half, and get that down to minus two at Maryland. What um, could go wrong? What could go wrong? Okay, so why don't I take you know the game that I tip the cap to everyone, but we'll tease it down to still get around that number. So I'm going to take Georgia Tech, Virginia, and I'm going to tease it down from 57 and a half is what I'm seeing on FanDuel. So I'm going to buy like, I, I know there it's up to 58 on some books, but I'm looking right now and I'm going to tease that down to 51. Um, if you have not had a pleasure to watch a Georgia Tech game, they are the most run and gun team I've ever seen. They sprint to the line. Hanks, Haynes King is actually just serviceable enough to where he will uh, happily run out of the pocket or happily just throw 40-yard bombs. And then also I feel like Virginia is kind of getting, you know, they've kind of turned it around the the season ever since they went away from the freshman and Musket got back. So I think Virginia can do their fair share of scoring too. This game is a pick em, so that means that they think both teams are just not going to be uh, pulling away from each other. So I think this is going to be constantly 21-21, 28-28. Touchdown after touchdown, so over 51. Okay, yeah, I have a I have a few in here that I would pick. I might make my own teaser uh, later, but uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take uh, West Virginia down to minus 3.5 against BYU, hosting BYU. Uh, this West Virginia team, man, they impressed the hell out of me last week getting off the deck from that Hail Mary. Um, and this defense is still just really good. They create a lot of havoc. Uh, this is under my uh, Havoc mismatches. West Virginia, 24th in the country, defensive Havoc. BYU, 104th in the country, Havoc allowed. And then West Virginia is 28th in the country in Havoc allowed. And BYU is 98th in the country in defensive Havoc. I see a huge mismatch on both uh, sides of the trenches in favor of West Virginia. I think they, the, their number 10 is on my card. Actually bought the hook to nine and a half, but I think they cover that easy. All right. Uh, for my final teaser pick, I'm going to go with Kansas State. I was thinking that too. That's a good That's a good tease one. What's that up to, ten and a half? Yeah. Yeah, ten and a half. You get past the ten. I think that's yeah. – to be honest, Kansas State might be one of the most popular ones that I'll have in, in, in my in my teasers because – especially if yours is, is marked out. You know what I'm curious about? It is the current line yours out? Or is it projected with him in? And the reason why I say like I'm skeptical about that is because I think this Kansas State team is really good. And I think even with viewers in, I think four is still eligible. But yeah, love the ten and a half. If I had to guess, I would say I would say that the line is with him in. Out. Out. Okay. So you think this should be like okay, let's say yours is in. I would say yours is probably three points. So you think this should be Texas minus seven? I think if yours is ruled in. This game's going to go up to five and a half, six points. Okay. All right. So that's the teaser. Now we're going to go with our fill me up parlay. Uh, we each have to pick a game. Uh, underdogs plus 160 or greater. If anybody has their pick, feel free to fire, fire away. Well, I'm not going to overthink this one. Maybe that's a mistake. But I will take Oklahoma State money line. Like, like it. it. We all like it, which probably means it's dangerous, huh? Surprised you didn't go Perhaps. a certain feisty wildcat team hosting <laughs> a terrible <laughs> Hawkeye team. 
<laughs> yeah, I thought about it. Uh, what would we say that it has to be greater than? Plus 160. Ooh. Didn't make it. But they'll make my card, so that's okay. Um, let me see. I am... Zero chance I could do that. Sandra, do you got yours? Yeah, I want a big reveal, though, so you can go ahead and just fire. If it's close to 160, if it's like 150, just fire that. No, that's okay. I'll go ahead and, and just kind of shoot something off here. Uh, I will go with... Fuck it, let's just say it. Uh, I will go with um, Arizona State over Utah, plus 330. So up to you guys. My, my other one I was thinking, it wasn't high enough, and it was going to be Middle Tennessee, um, you know, a team that we've been betting on middle week. Uh, I think this New Mexico State team, if you're looking at like strength, strength of schedule, these are two outlier teams, and I love Middle Tennessee plus three, but I love them at plus 140, but I thought that was a little too low. So if you think plus 330 just kind of eliminates this possibility as far as Arizona State at Utah, then happy to go Middle Tennessee as well. Let's just go with your more confident plus money one. We're looking to win this, not looking to just pick teams. So if you think Middle Tennessee is a, a good bet. Absolutely. Yep. I think Middle Tennessee, they run the ball very effective. Okay. I love I love Diego Pavia uh, for New Mexico State, but that defense is so bad for New Mexico State. I simply think they can't keep up. I think Middle Tennessee has really turned the corner as well. So I love Middle Tennessee. Once again, this is one of those games that should be on like a Tuesday or Wednesday, so long rest as well now that action has been taking place. So I'm going to take Middle Tennessee. Sounds good. So with that being said, uh, we're going to make this card a 40-1 to 1 ticket because we're taking Missouri upset in Athens at plus oh. 440. So this so is two got, weeks in a row we got to do this. Yep. Uh, it was fucking Graham Mertz in Florida. All right, Mayor got ahead of his skis. That was never going to happen. Plus 490. Oklahoma State, plus 195. Middle Tennessee, plus 130. All on DraftKings, 39 to 1. $10 pays you almost $400. $100 pays you almost $4,000. All right, Burns, uh, park your ass parlay. Let's hear it. Sounds good. So for the early games, remind you, this: these are games that you have to move the lines. Uh, we're going to end up with a plus 720 uh, bet slip. Ohio State, minus 14. The Missouri-Georgia over 51. Liberty, team total over 32.5. Another very big mismatch in Havoc. Uh, Liberty's offense is just going to steamroll Louisiana Tech. Washington, minus 155 money line. It's USC. And then Colorado, team total over points, 20 and a half. That pays plus 720. That's a nice parlay. I uh, I might have to tail that. I might have to tail that bullshit. Colorado, team total over. I love that play. Man, this old me, brother. Hey, we're going to be at a wedding. Can you imagine? Nine o'clock, we're all gathered around, drunk as shit, waiting for Dion to lead us out of the tunnel. Do you believe? Let me guess. <laughs> you can't bet. On DraftKings or FanDuel in Kentucky. Holy fuck! No. That's a great, great question. You gotta place everything before. Is Kentucky closed down? Yeah, that's have, not a betting state. They have that's why I fill Texas. Why I fill Texas every weekend? Can you boys place oh, a bet for me? Fuck, you're right. 
Uh, so this is going to be a, a put your nuts on the table weekend. No live betting. Have all your slip placed before we cross enemy territory. Goodness gracious. Unless we download an illegal book. Wait. I was about to say, would Pause. you look at that? <laughs> Cut that out. Cut that out. All <laughs> right. We're going to get into our best bets. I will uh, I will start because currently I only have one that I've placed, and it is the, it is the over in uh, Georgia Tech versus Virginia. I got 55 and a half. I believe it's up to 58. We tweeted this out on Wednesday morning. Um, when the number was at 54, 54 and a half, I believe. So mm -hmm. I, I have two units on over 55 and a half in, in that game. And that's that's all I got right now. So, uh, Nate, we'll kick it over to you. Best bets for this weekend. Yeah. So when I was looking at the slate, too, that was the first game that stuck out to me was that Georgia Tech over. And it's just simply the lack of defensive awareness that team has, but also how well they are at, at playing offense. So I think that that'll make – that's all of our, our cards. We've already placed it. Um, if you're looking for a way to get it underneath, because now it's a little inflated to 58, go the teaser route with a two-team teaser and get it down. So this is my uh, best bets here. I have Nebraska money line over uh, uh, Michigan State. I have Ole Miss and A&M over 53.5. Florida minus 5.5. I just do not think that Arkansas is getting up and playing well for that coach. Uh, UTSA in North Texas. I wish this made uh, Mayor Mayhem, but it's an absolutely disgusting game. But another one where the total cannot be high enough. It is over 71. North Texas has one of the best offenses, but yet one of the worst defenses. UTSA plays really quick. Um, I have Tech Moneyline. Uh, you talked me into that. I'll definitely be taking that. Tech at home. Oklahoma State plus six. Oregon and Cal over 59. I don't think this Cal uh, scoring points um against usc is really a fluke they scored 40 against oregon state as well so i'm gonna take over 59 and think that cal has no chance of stopping oregon at all so i actually think oregon can put up a 50 burger here and then i'm looking for cal to score 10 i mean cal's a good enough offense there uh mtsu plus three i have byu west virginia over 50 and a half i know uh burns brought up the uh west virginia side there i love the over another one uh west virginia team they score a ton of points they uh are very well in machine on, on offense. And I don't really think their defense is that elite, but I do like West Virginia over 50 and a half. Kentucky minus four, Washington minus three, and then Washington over 76 and a half. All right. So for mine, Bama, LSU over 60 and a half. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Bedlam over 60. Mizzou plus 15. Rutgers team total under 10 and a half. Forgot to mention this earlier. Uh, Ohio State also seven and one in game unders this season. Uh, Marshall plus three and a half. Texas, Kansas State over 49 and a half. Troy, USA, that's Southern Alabama over 44 and a half. Uh, Louisiana Monroe and Southern Mississippi under 56 and a half, or I'm sorry, 56. Colorado State team total under 16 and a half. Ohio State covering the spread. 18 and a half. Um, Nebraska minus 145. Army team total over six and a half. I'll buy that Miami Hurricanes hook. Uh, give me four. I'll take West Virginia minus nine and a half. And give me Southern Methodist University and Rice Owls over 58 points. And add uh, 
and add Colorado team total over 20 and a half to that card too. Well, Xander, you got a lot of system plays in there. Rice, USA, just making up schools. What, what, is, <laughs> what, are, your, what are your models spitting out there, pal? Uh, they're spitting out a lot of junk. A lot of junk. There's but, so many games. There's so many games we like didn't even talk about. There's so many good games. You know, I'm going to add, I might have my eye on Nate's card this week. Uh-oh. And the reason being is that he's too knowledgeable in college football to have picked the way he has picked this year. I think we might <laughs> be getting an explosive week from Nate this week. I said this earlier in the season about Xander, and he went nuts, and I'm saying it right now about Nate. I'm calling my shot. I'm calling my boys. That's it. Then, you know, I wasn't going to. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm not even going to play it. But I was looking at the Iowa total, 30 and a half. I mean, gross. <laughs> Iowa team total over 30 and a half. No, 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 no. <laughs> Iowa Northwestern was 30 and a half. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Remember when I, I did that think- Iowa team total like week one and they had 21 and a half and they like didn't even score like four points in the second? I will say if you are uh, if you were lucky enough to have a book that lets you do team total teasers, team totals included in your teasers, you have to have Army in every single teaser over zero points. (laughs) I mean, just disrespectful to the academies to not get one single point. That's actually hilarious. Also, Nate is don't be fooled by Nate. You haven't hung out with him outside of this podcast enough. I'm the sharpest better just, year. Yeah, he's just a guy that that knows a lot of things about nothing and just likes to <laughs> likes to throw that out there. So don't think he'll ever get hot when uh so uh he week eleven uh, Nate, Nate Nate you went uh, eleven and one. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm telling you. Do we have any closing thoughts before we wrap this thing up? No boys, just cherish cherish these weeks, cherish every game. Uh it's coming to a close. I know we got bowl season too. That is going to be so much fun. I love bowl season, but just cherish these weeks. They're going quick. There's, it's, there's not that many weeks in college. They're going quick. Okay. Uh, how, how do we top the ending of Happy Halloween? <laughs> I don't know. I think it needs to come organically. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the official card is going to be released tomorrow morning. That'll be on Friday. And uh, once again, thank you all for listening. It's always fun, as always, and uh, hmm. enjoy the games. Go Zips! Okay, love you. <laughs>